I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. I'm posted up in the parking lot, my trunk, <laughs> my trunk waving. The candy gloss is immaculate. It's simply amazing. Them elbows poking wide on that candy lack. Trunk open, screens on, neons lit with the fifth relax. <clears throat> I'm on a mission for a dime. Piece, uh-oh, pieces and sexy ladies. Allow me to introduce you to my CL Mercedes. It's a star-studded event when I valet park, open my mouth, and the sun illuminates the dock. You see them fools crawling. You see them screens falling. The disco ball in the mouth insinuates I'm balling. I'm leaning on the switch, switching crooked in my slab. But I could still catch <laughs> boppers if I drove a cab. Hey, yeah. welcome to the Blackout Tips Podcast. Your host, Rod and Karen. And it is a very special Sunday edition of the Blackout Tips. Mm-hmm. Half of my fantasy football drafts uh, for the weekend are over. Yes, they are. One more today. One more on Wednesday. Yes. Maybe, maybe, we'll, maybe yeah, we'll do one more for the for the league for the for the show. I yeah, don't know. I'm trying to tell y'all for people to keep asking. It is like literally last minute, so yeah, it's a lot if of you're work. Gonna be on top of it. You need to actually watch us really closely because Roger will literally post it like the night before the 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 league starts. So you know you might want to actually watch and because everybody be like, I missed it. Yeah, because he posted it two hours before you know the game started. So I, I have a great fantasy football draft story. Uh, one of the all timers. Uh-oh. Uh, one of my friends drafted Josh Gordon in the second round yesterday. Why? Uh, for people that understand, uh, Josh Gordon might not play this season. So, oh. uh, yeah, the, the drugs is a problem for him. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, the whole room erupted in laughter. Uh, it was a great day, but, um, that's only half of the reason why the day is great. Today we also have, uh, voices you may recognize, uh, from around the chitlet circuit of, uh, different podcasts and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, if, uh, we've been on that show before, so if you follow our guest appearances, then, uh, you should be able to know, know it from there. I mean, we always put links out. Uh, we were on that show. Uh, if you listen to, uh, their recap of other people's shows, uh, you might know them from there. So like, maybe you listen to another people, someone else's show and you're like, oh, I want to hear what these people said about it. You might know them from there, but, um, it's the crew from the In Deep show, at least three of the crew from the In Deep show. I don't want to, uh, get it wrong, but we got uh my man Big B. What's up, Big B? What's going on, peoples? Chilling, chilling. Uh one of the deepest voices in the game. <laughs> <laughs> um you sound like you should narrate some black exploitation films or right. something. <laughs> I uh, look, I'm taking all work right now. <laughs> <laughs> A man that knows how to handle his woman and his gun. <laughs> Yeah. Right, a man that knows how to smack those hoes. Right. Uh, but uh, yeah, then we also have uh, the second voice you guys should have heard uh, is Queen Neen. Um, hey, Queen, how you doing? Hey, did you hear me hit uh, spit that hot fire? Mm-hmm. I saw you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I did. I, I was like, I don't know that rap, so this is gonna sound horrible, but. Thanks for working with me with that. You know what? Oh, no, you do better than me, so. Yeah, not, not the worst. <laughs> not even close to the worst that we have. Oh, oh, not close to the worst. Oh, I'm the worst. You. So, oh, oh. Um, yeah. We're not losing, you're not winning. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> if you're on a mission for dime pieces and sexy ladies, 
and well, you well. introduce them to your CL Mercedes, I think you need to go to Queen then. Hey. Hey. Uh, <laughs> That's how I do. And the third voice you guys heard is Drew. Uh, Drew, what's going on? Ain't nothing. Just chilling on us. Sunday morning, feeling refreshed from the three hours I may have had of sleep, and um, yeah, oh, ready to go. Late night. <laughs> yeah, me and my daughter was watching Color Purple today. Me, well, this oh, morning. That's my movie. Yeah, all-time <laughs> classic. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah, that's she a- caught it in the middle, so now I got to catch her up. I said, I got the DVD in the house. She was like, yes. So mm-hmm. that's going to be our movie. Yeah, that's, that's my all-time comedy classic. Yeah. Her, her, daughter, her daughter is like Manning from Modern Family. Just an old ass soul. Got no business being that old. Well, the, the first, yes. She was crocheting while she was watching it too. Well, uh, Color Purple is in, in that same vein as like, um, movies like, uh, What's Love Got to Do With It for Me? Right. The first mm-hmm. time I watched it, I cried. Because mm. I was like, damn, it's sad. These poor black people. And then every subsequent time I watched it, it just got funnier and funnier. Right. And now, now it's damn near comedy, man. Right. It might that, as well that, be coming that, to America for me. That's what I call it, man, because I, it's probably been like 20 something years and I just randomly quote shit from that movie. You told Harpo to beat me. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's my line right there for no reason. Mm-hmm. No, you have to get the, the fingers going. Yeah, I did the fingers. My yeah. daughter asked me, why did I do that? She said, Mommy, why did you put your fingers? I said, you're going to see in two minutes. Watch. <laughs> yeah, you do oh, right so by me. Those people that you can't watch movies with because you no, just. No, it was just so. I cried last, well, this morning. I cried. Like the part where she was like, see, Daddy. But you're giving away stuff before it come too. up because you know it's coming. <laughs> Note to self. <laughs> Cancel this one. I'll buy a new one. Till you do right by me. <laughs> right? Everything. What are you talking about? You'll see. You'll see. Yeah. <laughs> I'm married now. Mm-hmm. I, yes, hold the hand up. Hold the hand yes. up. I'm married now. Yeah, they still got they, that's uh, they still got my favorite instrumental of all time. Yes, she's about to go up in that motherfucking um with that razor. Yes, that raises being kind of dog. I was like, go ahead and cut, cut his, his throat, throat. Celia. Cut his goddamn oh, throat. Do, yes. do, do you have yeah. this? <laughs> yes. I thought, oh, he about to die. Mr. about to die today. It, it's not over until they, until they hit that, 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 that African loud pit sound. That's that throat cutting music, dog. <laughs> Every time I hear that, I be scared somebody about to get sliced. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness! Uh, mm-hmm. What was that? Uh, the juke bar. Um, the juke. The, the juke joint. The juke joint. Yes, a uh, sister. You've been, been on, on my mind, mind. Oh, oh sister. sister. Yeah, that, I think they got that on here somewhere too. But yeah, that's oh. my shit, man. I'm about to say, do you can do that? Got it on that? Um, I don't know. Okay, you got me. Why you put me <laughs> on the spot. Put you on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> gonna talk about that well this this joint just got the instrumental for parts of the of the movie Karen when stuff happened oh so it's like Celie Lee's mister Kareen and Olivia it's not like okay not actually it's not like Suge Avery sings (laughs) (laughs) not an actual sound yeah it's it's silly cook Suge breakfast that's that's the music Oh, so it's not the Yeah, at the Mr. Had, had fucked that breakfast up. 
Oh, she threw that wow. shit up against the, the wall. wall. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, what a great movie! Yeah, that was a good one. Ah, oh, you fucking up Spotify. You fucking up. Ah, uh, well, you can <laughs> you can find them at ndeepshow.podbean.com uh, dot uh, on uh, iTunes and Stitcher. Uh, the In Deep Show. Uh, hey, is recap the recap a separate feed or is it just part of the same feed? Part of the same feed. All right, so you got so like you can like, listen to recap the recap. It, it's a good way to get introduced to some different podcasts. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, follow on Twitter at in deep show B, uh, which should lead you to everybody else. Um, and we also on. have the Un, which is our music show. The Un. Yes. T h e u n. T h e e u n. Oh, okay. Well, you know we fancy niggas over here. Okay. Y'all, y'all send that to me in Skype so I can put it in the show notes also then. For um, sure. But, uh, yeah, man, make sure you guys check all that out because, uh, like I said, man, it's a very versatile show, man. We went on, we had a great time. Mm-hmm. Uh, it felt a lot like being at a cookout. Um, he plays music live. Right. So I, it was funny though because, uh, I seen him on camera and I heard, you know, cause I've listened to the show before and I heard music. I was like, oh, this dope. But when you like sitting and seeing on camera, he's literally standing behind like the old school dj booth like mixing and scratching i almost wanted to do requests i was like hey mr <laughs> dj yeah we did uh like the thing is when we used to put music behind ours i had to go back later and edit the music in um but with this joint mm-hmm. it was like you know the music was live he's like we're gonna take a little break and we're gonna hit the ones and two right i was partying right i was like hey party break uh, no now, B, are you like a DJ or something? Like, how did you, uh, you know, is that, or are you just like recreationally mess, get on the ones and twos sometimes? Well, I actually, I actually am a DJ, but it's like I haven't <clears throat> done gigs in a while. If you notice my poster behind me here is one of my gig posters. Mm-hmm. So that was actually, uh, my debut as a DJ. Okay, cool. Um, uh, but since I've been doing the show, I really haven't taken any more gigs. Oh, and that's okay. primarily because um, the last time I did a gig, I didn't have the proper uh, cases to transport my equipment. So I did the duct tape in in, in African American way, <laughs> and um, bringing it back home, the, the the container collapsed, and all of my equipment went tumbling down the stairs. Oh, so. Everything is held together with shoestrings of bubblegum right now, and it's not going to be moved again. Mm. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> Until the donations start coming in to get us new equipment, and then I'll be back on the circuit. Well, um, now, have you ever been to DJ Battle? <laughs> I have not. I'm not that good. I'm not, I'm not, a, uh, I'm not, I've never been like a, a, a cutting and scratching type DJ. I'm just, Seamless mixes is my thing. I just keep the party smooth. and Because when I came up, I, I went to a lot of parties where people complained that the DJ was making it more about himself and mm-hmm. doing too much interruption of the records. And, the party. Yeah. yeah. So. DJ Kelly, Kelly, DJ Clue, Clue. <laughs> and whoever the fuck I am, am DJ. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, you're trying to get your groove on, and he starts breaking out and then... <laughs> Yeah. yeah, you can't freak yeah, check when it you out. get a little groove and stuff, and then it sounds like you you stuck in one little movement and you can't you right, right, you can't, you can't get, get loose. Yes, yeah. I just <laughs> always I just always assume that anybody that became a DJ 
at around like at that that's about my age became a DJ because they saw Juice. So I, yes. I, I was just assuming that it was a B gonna be DJ battles, and I've never seen one in person because I think they made that up for Juice. Me too. Now I did I did do a gig once, and I tried something that I thought was super cool from Juice. How he used to have his hoodie on. Mm-hmm. And man, I tried that shit and no, no. <laughs> a dark club with a floppy hoodie over your head? Yeah, you messing up, my friend. <laughs> Can't even see and shit. Right. <laughs> so I'm in tracks. Somebody requested, um, uh, uh, Keith Murray. And I was like, yeah, I got that. And I loaded it up. And when I, when I went to look down, the thing went over my eyes and I hit the crossface and just slammed it in. I was like, Oh, that was horrible. No <laughs> yeah. So when the, when the whole party stops and turns around and looks at you, yeah. you, you have fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're right. The best DJs are the ones you don't even know are there. Nope. Uh, you just kind of like, man, this party is off the hook and they, man, every song is flowing perfect. Oh, it's man. like, Oh damn. That's right. We had a DJ. He, he killed it tonight. Um, I think the best party I ever went to, the DJ was uh DJ I wanna say it was either Who Kid or DJ um Yella or some shit like that. But it was just that he didn't say shit. Like he just he just like he just went, played every fucking great song, mm-hmm. had entire segments mapped out, you know, old school and the yeah, new school. I think school. good DJs are like that, yeah. And uh it was just so such a great time, man, and uh yeah, we we had a. It actually was DJ Kid Capri. That's who it was. I was going. Uh, Kid yeah. Capri, yeah, he's dope. Capri. Yeah, it was real right. dope, man. Um, so, so like in the middle, like in the middle of the part, they didn't just you know. This, this is, is a DJ inside. <laughs> 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 huh? Just had that drop, yeah. <laughs> but uh, he was he was dope, man. It was I and mean, it was a good time and like you know I, after that I realized the difference between that a DJ makes in a party because. Before that, I'd always had local DJs, and I just always thought parties just weren't fun. Right. You know? Like, one thing he understood, and this was, like, in 2000-something, was that you couldn't play any crunk music during during the, the, during the, the dance. Once the, once the segment for women came out, that was it. You know what yeah, I mean? You might as well so wrap the party up. Like, that's yeah. the very last segment. I would be at other, I would be at other parties. And they would play like the dance hall music and all these chicks would be grinding on you and shit. It'd be glorious. And then the next thing you hear is some fucking dun 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 It's like, damn, get off the court, get off the floor. Hurry up, they coming, you know. They're gonna be fighting. This this time to go. Grab my hand, bitch, I'm gonna leave you. Like I remember one time uh I was dancing with this chick, man, and it went from like too close to fucking Wu Tang, uh, ain't nothing to fuck with. Oh no. And dudes really started fighting on the floor, man. Like, right. they, it was a mosh pit. They was hitting each other. The party was over after that. I was like, damn, man. I wish DJ, uh, Kid Capri was here. Um, <laughs> so let me ask y'all this, man. How did y'all start the In Deep show? Um, like, whose idea was it? And how did you, which, how did you know which people to get involved? Um, well, pretty much, I started the show. Um, <clears throat> I was talking to a friend of mine and just getting some ideas of, of, you know, trying to think of a career move or something to do. And uh, she asked me, you know, what 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 is it that I would like to do? And radio was was my answer. But I had no ends on getting in on any local radio stations or internships. I didn't have time to really do internships. I need paying shit. So. <laughs> Um, she said, you know, hey, why don't you do your own thing? 
And I was like, you know, I'd, I'd never really heard of podcasting. Well, I mean, I heard of it, but didn't know anything about it. So after thinking about it, I'm like, okay, being that I DJ, I sort of have half of the stuff that I need already. So I went out, got the rest of what I needed. Um, all the, all the while I had in the back of my mind who I wanted to start and who originally started the journey. It was myself, uh, Mark the Doc Wally and my brother, Big Lee. Um, Big Lee left, uh, the group, had to deal with some family issues. Mm. And then, um, um, through one of our segments that we had, um, we invited Queen Neen to come in and, uh, fill questions from our listeners mm-hmm. so we can give organic answers where I didn't want to know what the questions were beforehand. So she came in, she did such a good job, we asked her to stay. And then on show 69, um, Drew Baby, uh, came aboard. Yeah, that's me. When, <laughs> when we did, um, the opposite of that show where we had questions for the men and, well, for the women. And we wanted her to help Queen sort of feel the, uh, you know, answer the questions. And, uh, that's, that's where it's at right now. And, uh, like, have, with people coming in and out of the show, you say your brother, like, left the show, like, uh, how, like, I guess, how did you, like, keep a core going and, like, you know, uh, keep a focus for the show, like, that's not based on just, like, who's there, I guess? Right. Um, it's, I'm gonna be honest with you, it's tough. It's, it's, sometimes it's like herding cats, but, You know, I, I have, I think I have, a, you know, a pretty strong crew here. And even if when it's stripped down to like it is just the three of us right now, it's, you know, we still sort of get across what it is that we deliver. And what about uh, Recap the Recap? Whose idea was that? Um, that was a collabo. Yeah. Um, long conversations with, uh, with, with Queen Anne. And uh, I'll let you wrap up. Talking about podcasts all day, what we listened to, what we liked, what we didn't like. And um, so one day B was like, you know what? We should do a podcast on podcasting, you know, because this is what we talk about all the time. So why don't we do a podcast? So how we came up with the um, the title for the show was because my sister, my sister actually came up with the title because she says that's what I do all the time in our conversations. She was like, you know, you recap the recap, right? I'm like, what are you talking about? She's like, you will talk about something, stop talking about it, go back to it, and start talking about it again. Like, when when I'm done, you come back to it. That's me. See? <laughs> Hello? I ain't alone. Mm-hmm. I knew I wasn't alone mm-hmm. here. <laughs> but, yeah, so that's how we came up with the title. And, you know, and just as we started, it's become, you know, like a work in progress. We um, started the new headphone system. Um, where we rate, give the ratings of one to five for headphones. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, some people have been, you know, well, let me rephrase that. A lot of people have been very receptive to the show because they've said it's turned them on to new, you know, podcasts, you know, so, and we have a great time listening to all the different ones that we listen to. And sometimes, you know, people are happy and sometimes people aren't, and that's okay. Yeah, but see, you know, the that's, work- that's the thing to me as a podcaster. I would be scared to do it because, uh, people are so sensitive, man. Like mm-hmm. we do, uh, you know, like even with this show, like 
there's only a certain amount of guests we can have i'm extremely busy can's extremely busy our list of like people very we want to show is so damn long it's, it's very long we were on y'all shows now it had to be a months ago at this point but we've been like we gotta get them on the show for months now mm-hmm. we just now getting to this shit imagine other people that are probably like fuck these niggas they was on my show so like but you know there'll be like little stuff like that i don't talk about what shows i listen to normally because there's people that'll be like oh so they didn't mention my show so that means they don't fuck with me so like i can't even imagine recapping other people's podcasts Mm -hmm. because i know the egos and the sensitivity would get in there and uh you would get drama from that because not everyone could take criticism no they cannot you are absolutely correct not everyone can take it and 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 i'm not going to say that every recap that we've done people have reached out and said hey that was great mm-hmm. you know no everyone hasn't been like that some people you know contact us and you know say x y and z that was great thank you for recapping my podcast some people have reached out and have been unhappy that we <laughs> did it <laughs> and that's okay um we tried to be objective sometimes you know we let the more personal um slip in there but we tried to be really objective when we're talking about it and when we also recap you know, a podcast, these are your words. These aren't our words. You know, you forget that, you know, did you forget that you said that? Because these are your words, not ours, Mm -hmm. you know? So I I know people are very sensitive about that because I'm sure we would be too. Yeah. Not everybody has that thick skin that I think, uh, like we've kind of developed a thick skin over time. Mm -hmm. And luckily we kind of came in with a thick skin. So, you know, from message boards and all this shit and being on the internet for a while, you kind of get used to like, well, people gonna troll sometimes, but right. like, uh, I, even with the, um, you know, just reviewing shows or whatever, uh, I could just imagine, uh, like I, I remember y'all reviewed our show, right? Cause here's all, the, here's the extra, here's all the stuff you gotta think about, right? What if you're tired, right? So now you're reviewing the show, but you only been sleeping for three hours, okay? You watch Color Purple with your kid this morning. <laughs> you need you need a nap. So you get to our segment to talk about a show, and you're like, "Well, I'm actually kind of sleepy," you know. And it's like, and then the person listening is like, "I don't hear the enthusiasm in her voice. She hate us. Shade. When it's podcast beef, nigga. We don't need streets. Like we <laughs> protesting. What your signs? Right. Shit must burn. Yeah, man. Y'all y'all braver than us, man. Like when we listen to re- when I listen to recap the recap, I'll be like, "Oh man, that I hope that hope everything's gonna be all right." <laughs> but you know what the cool thing is and, and again um you know we we invite you know just about everybody that we recap to come on because we understand we don't have the time to <clears throat> listen to all the shows you've ever done we don't know you know the the full you know growth period that you've been through since you started podcasting the way you are so we invite people to come on and and kind of maybe point out where we might have gotten something wrong. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And um and again, like Nene said, I would say ninety nine percent of the people that we've done um have either come on or we're scheduling them to come on now. And there's always that one percent, you know, that um you know, yeah. wants to uh be themselves. That's the game, dog. That's the game. Like even as is, it's still gonna be drama. But yeah, I, like I remember listening to recap to recap, and I was like, "How does this go so well?" You know what I mean? Like, I could just imagine motherfuckers being being mad. You pronounce my name wrong, podcast beef, nigga. Like, goddamn, man. Calm down, yeah. Just you know, people gonna find your show now. They might not have heard of it before, but 
Um, now, uh, with the music show, man, like how do y'all decide on what music to use? Well, we, 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 well, I do a lot of trolling too on, um, Facebook and other social medias to find artists. Um, some people I already know, some people who know that I'm doing the show, you know, you know, send me an artist and like, Hey, check this person out. Um, it all started for B and I have a love for music. As you know, he does a lot of music in, um, in deep show. So it kind of stemmed from us loving the music and then us wanting to put out, um, or have our listeners, um, be subjected to great local music. And it doesn't necessarily have to be in the, District of Columbia, Maryland, or Virginia, DMV. Mm-hmm. It's pretty much local to everybody else. We have artists that's in Cali, Chicago, um, different genres of music. I'm trying to like expand, like get into the alternative side. I did the techno. I've done the um, the reggae side, R&B, of course. So it's just just a love of music and just wanting people to um, you know be exposed to, to great great music hmm. now do you uh ever just come on and be like this shit whack like i like i tried to listen to techno i'm not fucking with techno it's not for me you want to know something that if it's whack it's not going to get played ah, if you're not yeah. going to be interviewed or what ha- see i'm really i'm a critic and i and you you can't just use me to get out there you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. like if your shit is whack i'm not going to play it. And if you keep pressing me about it, I might have to tell you why I don't want to. The lyrical content is not um, what I want my listeners to be exposed to. I mean, or, you know, whatever. Because I have this one cat that keeps sending me stuff. And I don't, I really don't know what he's rapping about. Like, it's like, did you just go into the studio and was like, fuck it, I'm just going to drop 16 of nothing. <laughs> like, it's just, it was just, it's just too much. So it's like, okay, I have to sift through what's sent to me and then, you know, go from there. I, so far, we've had some very good artists, like very good local artists that need to be on a much bigger scale and, and, and it's not. So that's, you know, that's the whole premise of the show. Yeah, something like that would be very, very hard for me because I'm probably particular and I only like certain genres of music and I'm I'm and I listen to things over and over and over again a lot of times to mm-hmm. be sure it's something that I actually like or don't like. And there's a lot of whack bullshit that you have to go through and a lot of garbage. People fail to realize that before you find a gym in the pile of shit. And a lot mm-hmm. of times that's very difficult. And, I, you know, you have to be a very patient person to do that. I kind of want to start a spinoff show where I just interview the people that spam everybody on social media with their music. Say that again. And like, <laughs> I can send you some. Yeah, you know, like those people that like, check out my YouTube, real nigga shit, nigga. Like, I kind of want to like, just find those people, email them, interview them, and then just be like, now why do you think this will work? Right. You know what I mean? We're talking about politics. Why, 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 why right. do we care about that shit? Right. right. They they posted on the comments the link to right. their, their musical video and shit. Like, right, that was a great show. I want to find them and just be like, so they'll talk uh, to you. You appear to be forty five, and 
Uh, like, do you really think the dream of gangster rap is going to happen for you? Or, Are you a gangster? Do you have yeah. a real job? You got a 401k. You right. have kids, insurance. Yeah, I'm dead. You're a perfect person for that, Rob. Yeah, I'm dead serious, man. Like, I remember one time I was a guest on Where's My 40 Acres, and um, they had a dude that, um, <laughs> I can't remember what, he sent his music in and it was real whack. And um, I called him on the air and live and, and told him to uh, call us back. Like, we talked to his agent. Actually, I think it was somebody from Catfish. That's what it was. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, yeah. man, like, I re- they called back, but they called back the next week. But, uh, I really did want to talk to that person and be like, now, why do you think you're going to make it? You know, like, what's the thing that, that separates you from 97% of other rappers that's not going to make it? So <laughs> it would be interesting, man. Um, but <laughs> anyway, Drew, Julia, I said, that's something I else. I want to make a fool of you. Yeah. <laughs> 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 now, Drew, are you the newest addition to the show? Oh. Who's the newest person on the cast? Fifteen. Fifteen word. Yes. Okay. Uh now you but you came in after it was established. It's like sixty nine episodes sixty eight episodes was in and then yeah. you came in. I came in on sixty nine. Now we had one what, seventy something like that. So I've been here for like two years. So now what did you think when you came in, like, you know, to the show, like were you intimidated because they already had that flow? Would you had you been listening already? Uh, did you know you fit right in? Like, how, how'd it go? You want to know something? That's, I'm glad that you asked that. Um, when I first came in the studio, of course, I was intimidated by this mic being in my face and knowing that people will be hearing me and I wonder if I sound stupid and my voice is irritating on voicemail. So it's like, what I, what would, <laughs> how would it sound, you know, to the listeners? But I think after the third, the third show, I got a little bit more at ease with it. And that was, I didn't know, I got jumped into the show after the fourth one. Like, the fourth show was like, you're officially a part of the show. And I was like, whoa, this is fucking awesome. I've always wanted to do this. Thank you for the opportunity and all that other shit. So, um, it, it, it's, it's a, it's a flow now. It's mm-hmm. a flow. You just have to, you know, you just have to know your niche. And, and I don't, I don't do a lot of, um, of course, I, I come with, realness i think I'm, mm-hmm. I'm just me so i have to tame that sometimes because i can just get like really me on people and that <laughs> <laughs> and that might not convey well with you know some listeners so um but other than that you know it's it's, it's easy now it's it's easy now it's when, when you say jumped in was it like an argument or something or is it like a gang initiation yeah, or... it was a gang yeah. initiation <laughs> we beat the shit out of it yeah <laughs> Give me a G. Give me a Hank. Uh, yeah, that's crazy, man. And like, so, all right. Um, whenever y'all do add somebody though, like what, what is the like prerequisite that makes you think like this person would be a good fit or, you know, like to, to even like invite them on because, you know, they become kind of a part of the rotating crew and involved in the show so what is the thing that makes you go this person can make it because i know with us um the reason me and justin that i have justin on the show is because we'll sit on the sideline and troll people at the basketball court for hours <laughs> on end and i was like man we should be recording this shit uh and we and we and that was basically it that was basically how we started our sports show <laughs> right was just us going like yeah, we could do this all day to people so like <laughs> what, what what's the thing with what's the thing with y'all well, I mean, pretty much, um, first and foremost, you know, I try to feel 
their schedule and their level of commitment out um, because it's not it's not easy um, you know when you're not when you're working and not getting a steady paycheck mm-hmm. so um, that's first and foremost and then um, and that's well maybe not first and foremost but I try to think of someone that can bring something even if it's not the you know the best they bring something that that, that may be unique an element right mm-hmm. so um like 15 word that's he got his name because of he just said so little but <laughs> when he did say it you know he kind of you know he jabbed and you know jabbed and moved and so it worked now, and as he got more comfortable, of course, he said a little bit more. Y'all ever had people come on and they just didn't work out? And it was like, oh, man, this ain't going to work. I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so. No. Even people that, you know, stop by the show and hang out with us, um, it's always fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So y'all yeah. y'all vet people pretty good then, man. I, um, like I, So y'all never had nobody just slide in like GOP black chick or something. Just black. you know, niggas is the problem with. <laughs> White people anyway. If y'all would just stay tuned, if y'all would just go back to Africa. I don't see why. Well, what's the problem here? The issues would, would be going down in Ferguson. So, right. I know exactly who you're talking about too. <laughs> it's all y'all fault. But uh, anyway, right. yeah, no, she would. That type of person would definitely not fit in with us. And if they did come and sit here, they would get their feelings hurt. Yeah, yeah. So they have no problems with that. All but right. I think we do a really good job of of making not only each other feel comfortable, but our guests feel comfortable. Like we, it's not one of those things where you come in and we're uptight. We're, we're loose. We're ourselves. Everybody is an individual, but we bring something to this melting pot called the IDS. So, you know, I I think that's, that's the, um, that's the beautiful part of, you know, and we have, and we have a full bar. Oh yeah. Oh, okay. Okay, okay, see. Now you get it. All right. Well, you know what? No more questions. Right. Let's start the show. I, I get see. it. We, we need to step our game up. I'm, norm- yeah. I'm normally like the one-man bartender. Back That's here. the problem. A lot of our guests are sober, and uh, this makes a lot more sense <laughs> There now. you go. You're so, welcome. You're some, some are not if I make the drink, because they say I make them strong. Uh, you're listening to the Blackout Tips podcast, and uh, you can find us on theblackouttips.com iTunes and Stitcher, just search the Blackout Tips. Uh, leave us five-star reviews on those places, and we promise to read them on the show every Saturday when we do our feedback show. Mm-hmm. The official weapon of the show is... The taser. An unofficial sport... Is bullet ball. And bullet ball extreme! <laughs> and this, Whoa! <laughs> God damn! Big V was, he was, he was he ready, ready for that! Oh. Um, I believe I was practicing. <laughs> oh, shit! The five... <laughs> The podcast is sponsored today. It's double sponsored. Uh, yes. The first sponsor is Shadow Dial Productions. Uh, check out our audio play uh, album in iTunes. It's called The Best of Rod and Karen. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you buy a copy of the album this week, uh, they will give you a free copy of the comedy short film, You. Uh, so twice the entertainment for just $10. Also, I believe we're, what, 11 copies short of them getting like a huge uh bonus investment from their investors yes. so you know if people buy it uh it definitely helps out with their budget and then that in turn helps out with our advertising budget right so uh make sure you guys do that because uh it's a and, huge help and it's worth it y'all yeah uh we we did a good job on those i think a lot of you people will be surprised Prize, and, yes uh, we had so much fun doing it yeah um and then we also of course have something that's a little bit sexier um Another sponsor. 
Hey, fellas and ladies, if you want to have people knocking on your doors, wondering where you're at and what you're doing in there, uh, you need to go to adamandeve.com. Okay, guys, you need to spice things up in the bedroom and go ahead and have it do it till the cops come knocking because... Oh Lord! Everybody's gonna be like, "What's going on with all those? What's gonna go on with all those chainsaw sounds in there?" And uh, <laughs> is that like a lawnmower or something? Why that you smoking in the room? Are you cutting grass uh, in there? Like we the some fire alarms going off? That's because at AdamandEve.com for a limited time only, you can get fifty percent off of just about any item. But that's not all. Mm-mm. When you select your one item at fifty percent off, you also get three free adult DVDs. With slow motion, high definition, white people having sex. Plus, you get a free extra gift that's so sensual, I can't even tell you what it is, guys. And to top it all off, they even throw in free shipping on your entire order. They are not joking around. So check out adamandeve.com today for this special offer. 50% off of one item when you put in code TBGWT upon checkout. And when you do, you get three free DVDs, a free extra gift, and free shipping that's TBGWT at AdamandEve.com. All right. Yeah, you play this more than Paula, and it was named after her ass. Uh, well, obviously, everybody everybody's played it more than Paula, if you've even played it once. <laughs> um, but, uh, all four of them. Yeah, all four of us that got the album. Uh, we've all played it more. Um, all right, man, let's start with some news. Uh I don't know. I, I think I'm just going to make the fucking with black people segment just Ferguson with black people right now because mm-hmm. it's so much. It's just so much. So I'm going to try to do regular news and then we'll get into Ferguson with black people. Um, okay. I thought this is the whitest shit I ever heard in my life. Um, apparently there's a restaurant in Brooklyn that is salvaging food from the dumpster and reserving it to people as gourmet meals. Where Brooklyn at? Where Brooklyn at? Mm, I read that shit. That's ridiculous. Yeah, this must be like the new gentrified Brooklyn that everybody's complaining about. Uh, bruised apples, floppy and, herbs. And charging them 55 and $60 a plate. Bruised apples and floppy herbs and moldy grapes might mm. not be considered acceptable ingredients for most home cooks, but a Manhattan man is hoping to change New Yorkers' outlook on food freshness one dinner party at a time. Oh, you think them homeless people show up and be like, oh, dog, we eat this all the time. Y'all coming out here doing this shit? This ain't nothing. Josh Drosh Truhaf, a recent graduate of the Design for Social Innovation Master's Program at the School of Visual Arts, has hosted seven salvage supper clubs where he served past prime food to dinners inside of a scrubbed down dumpster. Past, past prime food sounds nasty. Horrible. And I yes. have a question. Do the FDA check this food to be sure folks don't get sick? I don't know, Kim. I mean, because this past is prime. Mm-hmm. Mm. It past is a problem in front of prime and food. Right. You can't even sell, like, a cheeseburger that sat in the window for too long. Right. Right. McDonald's <sighs> has to throw that shit away. 
in all in all the dinner rescued 1.8 pounds of food per person that was otherwise destined for the land food landfill um land food freudian cold from the <laughs> cold from the farms and farmers markets and restaurants and home kitchens the waste was still perfectly safe and nutritious mr true half said the chef just needed to be creative in its handling by the way they i'm gonna put a picture in the chat this is a picture of them making the food it looks like a lab now it doesn't look like a kitchen it looks like what you would see in a science lab with no experiment on something like yeah because shit probably growing on that food everybody's got plastic gloves and not t- they're touching it with instruments and shit like of course they don't want to get sick but they fit it to your ass no thank you scalpel and- <laughs> someone hand me the forceps on take some of this cucumber and then <laughs> and then the broad it, with the, the, the huge tattoo on the back mm-hmm. but it was, <laughs> was- i think she oh, like God. she painting the food yes ah she was like, like paint it paint it purple grapes supposed to be purple that's <laughs> a food coloring uh it says people don't like waste it's icky said mr true half whose thesis originally focused on composting and remaking waste but then evolved to becoming the intersection of food and waste when you talk about food people's faces light up a group of 16 adventurous foodies stepped into the dumpster donated by a waste management company along St. Mark's Avenue in Brooklyn Thursday and seated themselves alongside fresh plank, planks of lumber from Home Depot. Uh, Mr. Truehalf said that he preferred to make his tables from decommissioned scaffolding, but his source, Build It Green, didn't have any this week. So they had to use planks from Home Depot. Uh, yeah, they'll be right back, baby. Oh, okay. Uh, we lost them for a second. Yeah, the computer crashed. They'll be right back. Oh, all right. Um, all right. No problem. Uh, attendees paid $50 for the six course meal with profits still, uh, going to City Harvest, an organization that rescues food and gives it to those in need. So $50 for a six course meal, uh, of garbage. Right. Uh, that makes no sense. Them homeless people are like, dog, we do this all the time for free. Mm-hmm. Um, who in their right mind is paying for that? Yeah, I don't, man, like, you just gotta not care about your money. Right, and you know. I feel like you could have just went to, like, a McDonald's garbage van and ate a couple sandwiches out of there and called it a day and saved $50. Right. The diners agreed that the food was good, if a bit light. Tiny beets from Queens County Farm, too small and time-consuming for farmers to pull from the ground, arrived to the table with their curly tails still intact. The eggplant puree... Um, should have been white, but was more of an ochre color. Chef's, what the hell is an ochre? Uh, well, Karen, I guess now I gotta Google it. Um, I'm sorry. No, it's cool. Never heard of ochre. That is not in the crayon sixty four color box. What's happening here? It's off white. Okay, um, that's what she should have said. So it's more of an ochre color. Chef Celia Lamb explained because the Brooklyn restaurant that donated them had already cut them and they were beginning to brown. Other dishes included watermelon rind pickles. Uh, what? That don't sound good at all. You can make pickles from watermelon rinds? Uh, beet green spanakopita. Spanakopita. Oh, yeah. I remember that episode of, uh, um, Venture Brothers. Heirloom tomato soup shooters. Peach peppermint sorbet. All made from food that had been cast off or thrown away. Monica Snellings, a former classmate of Mr. Truehouse, 
was a second time dinner guest and recounted learning at the last dinner to throw her vegetable scraps. The person whom you're to, trying to reach. Oh, is- guess that phone call is not working on Skype yet. Um, uh, but yeah, recounting learning at, at the last dinner to throw her vegetable scraps into a resellable bag in the freezer for use in future stocks. I haven't bought stock in a million years, she joked. So instead of uh, throwing the food away, you freeze it, Karen, and you use it for something else. It's like it's like leftovers, but frozen. Jesse Kip, a videographer, confessed to not being much of a cook. This was his second dinner, which for him had become more about extending the life of something. Man, you just, I mean, you just have $50 to do this. Like, I could see if it was like some type of sale, like, Oh, you get half used food for half off. Like, right. But they charge you full price for old food. Mm hmm. Yeah. Like I could see that, but maybe it's just me. I'm thinking about diseases. I'm thinking about germs, people not washing their hands. I'm I'm, no. Yeah. Well, you know, to me, you sound like the people that say they don't eat sushi. You know, I eat sushi. Yes. Right. But they, they also had the same like ideas and it's kind of a mindset, right? Like, it's, it might be possible we just have never considered it. You know, maybe it's possible to eat this old moldy food, but we just don't know about the safety of it because we're not educated on it. That's true. Now, it, personally, I'm gonna wait until it's FDA approved people, until all the people live. Is what yeah, I'm say. I'm, I just and six months from now, when they be like a whole section of Brooklyn just died in the trash can dump, so I'm like, right. okay, y'all should ate that bullshit. Right, when it's like food poisoning killed 17 people this week. Right, this is not FDA approved. I'm not eating this. Lee Sushi is FDA approved. No, thank you. Uh, the Salvage Supper Crew grew out of Mr. Truehouse's work at SVA, started in March 2014, a thrown-together meal at school, and then in a friend's apartment. The scavenged ingredients came after Mr. Truehouse sent an email to classmates urging them to bring anything that was going bad in their fridge. The dinner drew raves, and he decided to bring on a professional chef. So it's I'll, like, I'll, hey, I'll my wonder. my lettuce is about to go bad. I'm going to bring it up there. We're going to make it something I'll, out of I it. I wonder, are those like the stipulations? Are the stipulations like it has to be something that you, you know, you haven't prepared or anything like that, just something that's spoiling or going bad, and we want to use it before it gets non-edible? I don't know. Mr. Truhoff learned, found that Miss Lamb, when he found Miss Lamb, when he marched into the Natural Gourmet Institute, a holistic culinary school in Chelsea, he described what he was doing, glossing over the bit about his guest sitting in a dumpster. Uh, the And the school emailed the stu- stu- student body with his request. Miss Lamb, equally passionate about using food root to stalk, was the first person to respond. In addition to teaching New Yorkers about the possibilities of past prime food, uh, could that not, like, that sounds like a marketing word, you know? Yeah, and that's, honestly, if you want to get the general public saying past prime food is that, that's a turnoff for most people. People go, okay, that's past his prime. That means I can't eat that shit. Yeah, like, but what would you, what would you say instead? I'm just saying that sounds like the biggest, the best way they could sell it was past prime food. I can't think of a better term. That's true. Gently used. I mean, <laughs> about the rot. Salvaged food, like it, all of it sounds terrible. Almost moldy. Yeah, right. <laughs> Barely legal food. You were gonna throw this shit out anyway. Yeah, that's not gonna get me to come. That, that's true. You gotta make you gotta make it fancy. Okay, uh, I will take your past prime then, but the shit just sounds like a turn off to me. Mister Truhoff wants to educate them about hunger. In 2010, the U.S. Department of Agriculture reported 31 percent of the nation's food supply was wasted. 
There will be more salvage super supper clubs in the future, but Mr. Truhoff envisions a website and corresponding smartphone app that will allow users to upload photos of spoiled food and ask help from an expert or to share recipes and meet like-minded individuals. His dream is for people across the country to get instructions on how to host their own salvage supper club, meaning more rescue food and less in the way steam. Like all good innovators, he already has a name for his venture, Eat Everything. Uh, so yeah, you know, what's scary to me is if you were, um, eating this food or whatever, and you did get sick, like who do you like Sue? I could see so many problems and issues. You just go back to that dumpster and the next day is filled with trash and like, Hey, I ate here yesterday. Um, I like to talk to the chef. And and my thing, (laughs) yeah, what chef? Uh, my thing is like. I don't know, but because I do not trust the average person with this. Mm-hmm. No, I'm, I'm not touch. I'm not trusting just the average person to put some shit together. I'm like, hey, y'all come over here, eat some past prime shit. Fuck you. No, yeah. you know, you have like professional chefs. You know, you got a whole fucking team of people. When you're at your house, you ain't got no goddamn team. You got you in the kitchen or you and your kids or you and your mate. You know, so it's completely different. So I'm pretty sure they're probably uh, examining that food, looking at it, pulling shit off this in, uh, that, that you can't eat. Uh, you know, you don't get somebody like, oh, this is a week old moldy. Let's cook this shit because they say we can. And you can get somebody fucking sick. No. Yeah, it just sounds disgusting. And dangerous. No. Yeah. I mean, and it, you know, the other thing, it just sounds like some white people shit, man. And the, and the thing is, like, you're charging people fifty dollars a plate which means the average person who probably uh are poor and could eat this food can't even afford the fucking plate of course karen i mean that's why i mean it sounds like something you do when you've run out of shit to do you know right whole foods isn't too isn't expensive enough for me i need to eat food fresh out the trash that i pay extra for like that like like i said it w- i can see if it made sense where it was like it's saving everybody money but when it's right. costing when it is costing more money than it would to just go out to a nice meal i'm going out that. to a nice meal why, why would i eat something in the nasty ass dumpster on some planks from home depot when i could go to a fancy restaurant and eat a a, a extra prime it ain't spoiled today, steak. No, thank you. <coughs> and it's such a pat. Mm, sorry. And it's such a pat on the back. You know, like, right. look at us. We're eating out of a trash can. Look at this, guys. You know what I mean? Yeah, but but you're not really addressing any issues. I, like I said, to me, I could see, uh, because people are, a lot of people have a lot of money in the ways. I can see if you said, hey, we have these homeless people. Let's do something like this to people that don't have. Let's do something like this to feed a population that, you know, doesn't have food. Or let's go into these food deserts and places, you know, where they don't have access to this type of food and something like that. Okay. But you're like, hey, we're rich. You're rich. I'm rich. Everybody's rich. We don't got shit to do. We even we don't know where else to go. So let's, you know, take this dumpster and spend a few thousand dollars making it into a fancy ass restaurant. Yeah. What do you do with, like, say, sushi? Right. Can you eat eat old salvage sushi? I wouldn't. Past his prime? No. Um, John and Diane Foley are the parents of American journalist James Foley, who was decapitated in a 
horrifying video by ISIS that was released Tuesday. Well, apparently, um, the terrorists had sent them like emails demanding cash, demanding a ransom for their son's lives, uh, oh. life. Uh, there's rumors that they have other journalists and Americans in, uh, captivity over there and that they're, um, threatening their lives and trying to make the government pay ransoms and stuff like that to get them back. Um, uh, but they sent them an email somehow. Um, I don't know, maybe they got the email address from him or, you know, something like that. But it says, uh, you were given many chances to negotiate the release of, oh, and they released the email. Um, so people could see what happened, you know, which I guess I could understand if you're grieving someone killed your son. You kind of want people to know like what's going on. Right. Um, because at this point, your son's dead, so there's no real good that's going to come of right, this. Right, and it ain't going to bring him back. Um, and, you know, these terrorist organizations a lot of times try to seem like they have this high-minded, uh, you know, ideal of what what they're really doing all this stuff for. And I think when you see that, it's like we're just kidnapping people for money sometimes. Right. You know, you, it kind of takes the – pulls the sheet off of them. Um, it says, you were given many chances to negotiate the release of your people via cash transactions as other governments have accepted. We have also offered prisoner exchanges to free the Muslims currently in your detention, like our sister, Dr. Afia Siddiqui. However, you proved very quickly to us that this is not what you are interested in. It also issues a warning that Americans and their citizens will pay the price for its airstrikes in Iraq. Now you return to bomb the Muslims of Iraq once again, this time resorting to aerial attacks and proxy, proxy armies. All the while cowardly shying away from a face-to-face confrontation. Today our swords are unsheathed towards you, government and citizens alike. We will not stop until we quench our thirst for your blood. Um, so uh, James Foley's parents appeared on the Today Show where uh, the fa- his father said, I actually was excited to see an email despite the conclusion that they would execute Jim. We underestimated that point. I did not realize how brutal they were, and I actually hoped we could engage in negotiations with them if they were willing to send any sort of communication because we had none prior. So they probably thought they had hope for a second. Um, and nope, Mm-mm. they didn't. Nope. Uh, they asked for a multi-million dollar ransom, you know, before um, before killing them. So they, who knows if they would have actually lived up to their end and you know, took the money and saved them. Um, right. I know the U.S. has a policy that's not supposed to, quote-unquote, negotiate with terrorists. Yeah, and who's to say that they would have, wouldn't have killed him anyway? Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, regardless of if they would have gotten the money or not. Um, yeah, uh, so the group pressed the United States to provide a multi-million dollar ransom for his release. According to a representative of, of his family and a former hostage held alongside him, the United States, unlike several European countries that have funneled millions to the terror groups to spare the lives of their citizens, refused to pay. The issue of how to deal with ISIS, which, like many terror groups now, routinely trades captives for large cash payments, is acute for the Obama administration because Mr. Foley was not the lone American in his custody. ISIS is threatening to kill at least three others it holds if its demands remain unmet. The New York Times have confirmed through interviews that with recently released prisoners, family members of the victims, and mediators attempting to win their freedom. So, yeah, man, I just can't imagine um, even going over to a country knowing this would be a possibility. I'm sure you could die anywhere, anytime, but this is one of those things where I'm just too scared. Um, let me call them back, but uh, yeah, um, that, that was that was some savage shit. Uh, yo, y'all there? 
Uh, yeah. Yes. Okay. All right, cool. 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 We don't need your video on Skype. Uh, gotcha. Uh, so I'm, I'm gonna turn that off. But if you, uh, Karen will add you guys back in the uh, Spreecast chat, man. Um, all right. So uh, other news on a lighter note, I guess maybe tragic, depending on who you are. Uh, is it 2004 again? Because Suge Knight got shot. Mm. Oh, yeah, he got shot at the club uh, before the VMAs uh, t- yesterday. Oh, oh, I didn't know he was still around. Uh, the one-time death row CEO was reportedly shot multiple times early yeah. Sunday morning um, at West Hollywood Night Spot Oak. The imposing former bo- uh, label boss apparently was able to walk out of the unofficial pre-VMA party hosted by Chris Brown, but was led to an ambulance by police. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Ain't no party like a Chris Brown party. Really? Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Stay <laughs> away from the Chris Brown parties. Uh, oh. d- details are few, but the site broke the news report. Uh, TMZ broke the news reporting that four shots were fired around 1.30 a.m. By the way, if Suge Knight shows up at a party I'm at, I'm out. Right. right. When when That's, I you know what when I see him I automatically see the hear the crunk music the club crunk music it's just like his theme music it's like oh time to go mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah it says in a sixty one second video obtained by the website a man resembling uh, Suge Knight is seen being wheeled out on the stretcher by emergency workers a number of police vehicles are on the scene Knight's family and sources close to TMZ seeing to confirm his injuries were not fatal and that he was undergoing surgery in the pre-dawn hours at mm-hmm. 9 p.m. on Saturday Chris Brown a MTV VMA nominee at the Tonight Show posted a promo uh, for the One Oak Bash on his Instagram adding the anticipatory, anticipatory caption we about to turn the fuck up mm-hmm. oh well you, you sure did well about to shoot the fuck up. Right. <laughs> but by Sunday morning, Brown had taken to Twitter to vent about the aftermath of the shooting, writing, it's disappointing that we as a society can't have fun or enjoy ourselves without any altercation sometimes. Miss me with the bullshit, he said unironically. Ah! Mm. Well, mm. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> or not. <laughs> yeah. I, I, look, I... <laughs> No. Uh, he's, I was like, normally aren't you the one hitting people with the bullshit? Like, right. isn't that your thing, Chris Brown? Um, <laughs> there were other celebs spotted at the bash, including the Black Eyed Peas star, APL, DEAP. I don't even know who that is. Uh, he must be the other nigga. In, right. In the background? Yeah. yeah. The Indian guy? Yeah, he must be the dude that played uh, Vega in the Street Fighter Chung Lee movie. Uh, which, <laughs> Stop it! Oh, I think only I saw. Shit. Me and you seen in the theater. Me yeah. and you and like the uh, eight other people that all walked out. Yeah. Um, oh. And uh, Tyson Beckford was there. Oh wait, what? Yeah, Tyson Beckford, man. The uh, I feel like Tyree stole his spot, man. Like sadly, you know. I'm glad. Yeah. Shit. Ty, Ty, Tyson don't say nothing stupid. He just keeps to himself. He don't try to be in movies or nothing. Can't act. And uh, Tyree stole his spot, man. Took all his money. Um, Always Coca Cola, yeah. (laughs) 
Uh, who seemed to confirm the news when he retweeted a TMZ staffer's post about the incident that mentioned him by name. Knight assumed the chief role at Death Row Records in the early 1990s, essentially co-founding the label with the rapper D.O.C. and Dr. Dre after the uh, legend has it quite forcefully helping to get the latter out of his prior contract. So, yeah, man. Um, Suge got shot, man. Suge shot me. He need to stop going out. How about that? Who shot right. you? Yeah, every time he go out, he get knocked out, he get shot. Man, it's just not good for him. They just trying to knock his big ass down. That's all. They just trying to just like totally see if somebody is trying to see if they can take Shug out. In more rap news, a rapping reality television star is lashing out at police who say he's wanted for roughing up his ex girlfriend and stealing her cell phone. Oh, that's right, guys. Pump, 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 pump it up for Joe Button. <laughs> oh, oh shit. <laughs> apparently he has directed his ire at the new york police department via twitter on saturday after it sent out his picture and asked the public for help tracking his ass down they ought to know they're gonna find him quickly somebody don't know where he's at just follow the butts is what i say oh that man keeps he keeps the big big old woman with him yes he does that's the only requirement he got for a woman he like you you stupid and got a big butt? Yes. Mm, that's what I'm about. <laughs> in one expletive, in one expletive punctuated tweet, the 33 year old city native says that he's going to sue. In another, he tells the NYPD account to alert the manhunt that he will be at an Astoria strip club Saturday night. And what is he back on a drug? You don't got a death wish? It's NYPD. <laughs> really? You don't tell them ah! where you're going to be unless you're going to turn yourself in. All right. You, they're going to show up there with you. Yeah. They might really show up and put you in the chokehold. Right. Um, so, you yeah. You don't know. Right. Like, uh, I heard you was talking shit. Oh, no, man. I was just, oh, no. Uh, police we say. that tweet. Nah, man. You, you got a misunderstanding here. <laughs> police say the love and hip-hop star snatched the phone from his girlfriend when he got in an argument with her and then he twisted her her arm during the dispute in his car early Monday in Manhattan. Uh, his latest album is All Love Lost. Apparently it is for her. She's definitely, right. definitely losing. Mm. Uh, what's funny though is um, I don't think you can sue the police for saying you're wanted if you're wanted. Right. Uh, but he says, I'm going to sue this living shit out of you, gentlemen. He tweeted at the NYPD. Then he said, manhunt, suck my dick, LOL. Oh. <laughs> Not um, LOL. Yeah. Okay. I would love to see Joe Budden defend himself in court. Like, only if he talks the way he talks. You know, <laughs> I love hip-hop. Oh. Uh, that would be awesome. I think this is absolutely ridiculous. I think- you can't even have me on here. <laughs> <laughs> I think he was more upset because they used a picture of him that his beard wasn't, you know, like the freshest. <laughs> they, you know, he likes to groom his beard, uh, you know, as much as he can before, um, you know, beforehand. Like he like, like I'll put the picture in the chat, but you know, he liked to get some, some, uh, some of that beard, uh, coloring in there. Uh, so Beijing. Yeah. You know, he don't, he like to look fresh, man. Uh, the picture won't come up, but the link is in the chat for people that want to see it. But, uh, yeah, he, uh, you know, the beer wasn't, wasn't on his best day, man. So I think he got pretty upset about that and. Defamation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm mad that they still talk about, uh, in New York Daily News 
the hit that they are ascribing to him is pump it up because he's never had a commercial <laughs> hit other than that. Yeah, that's cold blooded. <laughs> Uh, I put a picture of him with his new girlfriend. He stayed with a, a young, big booty chick, though, man. Like mm, you like him like that. That is his jam, you know. You like you know some people they got a tight. Oh, I mean, his booty ain't that big, but he like, he be liking them funny looking light skinned women. You know, I, well, I, that I, picture, I, I think the back of the chair yeah, kind of cuts off the contour of her yeah, hips. That picture is a bad picture because there's another picture of him holding uh, holding her, and it's, uh, it's ridiculous. Yeah, like he there's another picture of him holding her and it's just like she not even facing the camera it's just her butt because he's like letting you know like this is what i'm into guys that's scary <laughs> like, i we think don't it's know. scary when men just just go for ass because it's i i just think of jail and mm-hmm. things no? of that men no, have I... been locked up that like ass well ass, you know ass, but ass. Uh, it is a seductive. It has seductive powers, man. It's it's powerful, man. I seen a picture of Serena with David Letterman the other day. I about lost my mind. Oh, man. I, it, I felt some kind of way. Right. <laughs> I saw that picture too. I was like, mm, David, don't even know. Yeah. Like I don't know if I could like yeah, was submit three. my entire life to it, but I mean, I get mm. it. Yes. So that that's her. That's his new girlfriend. Oh, okay. Girlfriend. Okay. So, I see juice. Mm-hmm. And you know he probably took that picture because he's all about butt, man. That's his thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Joe, yeah. Joe Button. It should be Joe B U T T. Joe Button. Yeah, it should be Joe Button. <laughs> but yeah, I'm man. <laughs> yeah, possibly in. Yeah, Joe Button. He into that butt. <laughs> uh, but you know, good for him, man. Hopefully, uh, him and the NYPD can come to a peaceful conclusion. Uh, they've been having some problems with, with black people lately and running up on them. Uh, here, here's another article. Um, apparently Mariah Carey and Nick Cannon have officially split. No, whatever. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought she had found her, uh, dream lover, but, uh, I guess I was wrong. Oh, so butterflies and pink rainbow lollipops couldn't keep them? Uh, right. I guess not. He got older. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I uh, thought they thought she he was gonna always be a baby, but uh, guess, <laughs> guess, they, guess, guess they didn't belong together, and one sweet day finally came. <laughs> Look at him. You see, an, another cycle has been released back into the streets. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, man, good for them. Um, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes divorce is uh, it's good. Yeah, it is. Um, I've always thought that was a strange relationship from the beginning, but that's just my opinion. Right. I'm like, dog, she like twice your age. Right. Right. Because you know she was, you know, singing "Vision of Love" when I was like ten, twelve. I mean, he said on an interview that like he been fantasizing about her since. He was 13. So right. Like, right. So yeah, you know. that's what I'm talking about. Like we, we would, cause Nick Cannon is around our age, give or take a few years. So it was like, yeah, Mariah's in her forties, dog. Yeah. I mean, nothing wrong with that. You know, get out no, of you I, live. I say, I'm not knocking it. I'm not knocking it at all. But you know, when she's 40 and you know, she's talking about lollipop, bubblegum juice and, um, sparkles, <laughs> we might need to have a conversation. Sounds like. 
sounds like you need uh cares more into these older ladies that really about that life. Oh, oh, I'm not, I'm, I'm not knocking it at all. Well, here's a uh, here's a video of some older ladies that are. Uh, I live in a senior uh-huh. complex. The average woman there, all they want is their time alone. They they're not interested in sex or men. Period. Shirley. I got in. Her name's Shirley. She's 78 years old. To doing gangbangs in 2008. Oh, my. What the? 2008. I'll play it again so you can hear. I got into doing gangbangs in 2008. I've done 14 of them since, and each one is better than the last one. Uh, she really, yeah, like she really pulled her titty out. Oh no! And there's a tag, there's a tattoo, tattoo. on her titty that says gang, "Gang Bang, Gang Bang Queen." Mm. Grandma thought oh. oh. uh, you know, uh, I, I ain't hate no. You get it, Grandma? Get it? Gang Bang Queen. Now, what I want to know is, since she just got in Gang Bang in 2008, some tattoo artists had to pull that titty out. Ooh. In like 2009. Yeah. That, that okay. You, if, <laughs> if she paying, they like shit. We'll tattoo anything. And and like, and 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 and. like so I'm just saying, Karen. Okay, at some dude at mm. a 73 year old woman walked into a tattoo shop <laughs> and said, "Can you tattoo Game Bang Queen on my titty?" And some dude had to be like, "Yeah, I, I got you. No problem." Yeah, they got you covered. Yep. Right. No problem. Taste it. New ice cream, and you like it. You don't just have it once. <laughs> Shirley is a lot like me in the sense of neither one of us are looking for that relationship. Now, this dude looks like he's like 30, maybe. Maybe. The first. Oh, my God. He got his face in his titties. Time Ooh. Kyle and I had sex. We just enjoyed each other's bodies. He's a wonderful lover. He's a giver. We have hard, rough sex. There's hair pulling, there's biting, there's scratching. Don't you mean wig pulling and <laughs> and, 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 and gum, gum? I think you mean gumming. Yeah. Don't you mean skin pulling? Hard, dry sex. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you want specifics? Oh yeah. Some people out there. <laughs> might not even know what squirting is, but Kyle can make me squirt. She out here making it squirt on him. <laughs> get it, Granny, get it! Squirtle! That's that dust. Oh, I know, yes. I'm like, oh shit, I might be jealous right now. Yeah, she's like, I'm gonna get it in until I die. Get it, Grandma, get it. Mm-hmm. I wonder what her squirting is. Forget Ooh. Viagra. It's Niagara. Up in here. Ah, get out of my face with that crazy <laughs> <stuff>. <laughs> Don't she mean sprinkling, though? Because there's a big difference. Like, what even comes out at 78? Like, oil? Mm-hmm. I, mean, I thought it'd be more like dusting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't hold back. I don't go easy. I mean, older women can take it. They can have sex just like anyone else can. See, I, see now, I think he, this dude's talking like he knows he's talking about, but he's young and stupid. He is one hard stroke from a broken hip. Right. And, and and not knowing what to do, just leaving her on the floor like call life alert, telling you fell down the stairs. <laughs> I'm, I'm Hit your panic button. Yeah. 
Mm. Mm. <laughs> Ma'am, you fell down the stairs in lingerie. This uh ah! There's sperm all over you, ma'am. I don't understand. Yeah, this. there's a lot. What is this puddle of is this uh Oh no. What is this? But, orgasm? But in all honesty, I, I want to be in around her age still being able to screw. Now gangbang, no. Mm-hmm. Um having multiple partners, no. But if you know, me and my husband are still, you know, I I want to be able to do it. I want to do it. I want to fucking, I want to, <laughs> until I die. Yeah, but you <laughs> know what? I, you know what? On on the average, uh, most women outlive their mates. So she's like, fuck it. My husband died. My husband dead. If if she was ever married, she's like, I don't want to get married no more. I want to fuck. All these old farts around here can't keep up with me. I got to find something that can keep up with this thing. But a, a a a gang of them though. Yeah, mm. it's not something. <laughs> One can't satisfy. Mm. Okay. Uh, you know that yeah. up in the um in the senior community. It is. Yeah. If this is your plan for when we get older, Karen. You oh, are, it's not. You definitely on your own. <laughs> I'm, I'm just talking for her. Right I'm not. I'm not gonna be doing no gang names, and I'm not fucking with a whole lot of young people. Like, I'm looking forward to a time in my life where sex is not the most important thing. Right. That's why I, I would want- actually, I will, congr- I will enjoy the relief of being able to make decisions without that in the back of my mind at all times. Like now, <laughs> now I'd be like, I, I could go to the Walmart across the town, but that's too far from the pussy. Uh, <laughs> maybe I'll just, maybe I'll just go tomorrow. <laughs> I don't think Kyle was easy on me as far as sex because I'm older than he is. 91 years old, March. Ooh. She, Ooh, she knocking at Death's door. She look like Abe Vigoda, dog. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, my God. I am 91 years old. I would date a man my own age, but there aren't any. Of the people who graduated with me, there are only two of us living. I think sex was a big part of life. Must have been. I had six kids. Wonder what a six kids think about. about that, that's <laughs> the truth. I got six kids. Sex is a big part of life. Right. I have grandkids rolling across this yeah. video. My great grandkids know I'll be fucking, and it's just what's up. Uh, when Cal <laughs> first came over, they brought a dozen rubbers. I'm mad they have. Uh, they cut. Why did they cut to her sewing? You know, like, like she and was knitting yarn. Yeah, she was knitting something, and then it's like tea. She's boiling tea. She's knitting, and then you cut back to her talking. She's like, and then they came over. They had uh, twelve magnums. Right, and, uh, that's what old people do. They pulled those uh, pulled those cocks out, and I got to suck. Yeah, you got to fit oh, that. That's, 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 that's the only way to make it tighter. Now you got to sew it up. That's right. <laughs> You got to fit that between a bingo and a sunrise breakfast. I knit my own negligee. <laughs> when Cal first came over, they brought a dozen rubbers and three boxes of Astro Glide. Boxes? What the hell is Astro Astro Glide? It's not like KY or something. Yeah, right? yeah uh-huh. Astro Glide is lube, Karen. Everybody, oh, everybody knows that. Um, <laughs> you can buy some at Adam and Eve, by the way. Okay, I never heard it called Astro Glide. <laughs> I was like, Astro Glide? What the hell are we sliding on? I just didn't know people bought boxes. Like they must have used the TBGWT code so, to get three boxes. So like, lube comes boxes in a box. Lube? So why are we buying in boxes like you buy boxes of cereal? Maybe it's like box of wine, where it's just at ah! some point it's box so much. Lube. 
it's so much it changes the holding capacity it's like no we need a box unit yeah samples a box of samples right a you know they just yeah. use little by little or something mm. like that's get, the way to get that shit lubricated <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy reach, reach around there and get a box of that that astroglide then come on in so i can squirt for you yeah <laughs> <laughs> what do you think you're gonna do with that astroglide i make my own lubrication Oh shit. oh shit now, Granny. Oh, <laughs> I do declare. <laughs> I might have been through menopause, she's, but I can still get wet. She said, "Put that astroglide back, Vars." Oh my God! See what I'm saying? Oh, that hurt. Oh, lady, putting these young girls to shame. Mm-hmm. She might convince me. I've changed my mind. And three boxes of astroglide. I said, what do you think you're going to do with an astroglide? I make my own lubrication. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and he grabbed me and kissed me. Oh. It was earth shattering, believe me. Earth shattering. I've been kissed like that for a long time. It's the same dude kissing all these old women. I, what is he going around the nursing home? It's like he's decided, like, yo, if I can't get any young chicks, right. I'm going to be the Mac of the senior community. I'm going to get me some pussy. Like, I'm getting all these old women. Dude, hey, man, you trying to go to the club tonight? Hell no, nigga. <laughs> go to the fucking club. I'm going over there to, to the uh, River Oaks. To, I'm going to Sunny Oaks community tonight. Right. right, you know, you know, he be looking at them boys, be like, y'all buying the bitches drink, the bitches buy me drinks, right. and they cook a meal, dog. Y'all ain't trying to come with me. Well, fine, mo old pussy for me. Right. I'm like, you, you he got bitches. You know how off the hook they are after bingo. Oh, right. <laughs> he I'm got ob. Bingo. I'm fucking her. <laughs> <laughs> You ever fucked a woman that's lived through the Great Depression? <laughs> I'm fucking history. Mm-hmm. Right. I had sex with her, and afterwards she tell me about what segregation was really like. Right. Right. She tell me about all the slaves she owned. I don't mind. Mm-hmm. Get that Astro Glide and segregate my butt cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> do I still have orgasms? Yes, I do. Shouldn't I? The strokes. <laughs> they gonna have strokes while you giving them strokes. <laughs> right. I do enjoy, um, I guess, capturing the moment. Um, oh, they record. To- they record the sex. They got video. They got sex tapes. Oh, oh shit! They probably charge for it. I bet she got. They got their own channel. I guess I will take pictures of the women that I date, and I like to do videos as well. And those videos, they stay on my hard drive. They're just for me to have. Yeah, right, nigga. You know them shits on X Hamster, X Videos. Debate, all of it. Yeah, porn Yeah, up, because it's a whole shit. genre to like, uh, Granny Sex. Yeah, you know he doesn't put all, he, uh, they just don't know nothing about the internet, so they can't check for themselves. But right. He probably got their government names out there and everything. Mm-hmm. Put that disclaimer on there, just so you know that he did. Mm-hmm. uploaded somewhere right. okay it's like, just for me to have anybody oh googling their grandmama gonna be surprised like you know because it ain't like it's too many of these old names floating around myrtle and pearl and shit <laughs> esther ethel yeah, yeah it's like oh yeah ethel uh smith oh no no <laughs> not grandma 
<laughs> Olga, Vera, mm-hmm. the truth, Bertha. the game bang queen, Myrtle, no. Ah! Older women, they're just like other women. You know, all women enjoy attention, affection. They like being told they're pretty or attractive. They like to feel desired. The only difference is they're older. I'm just sorry I didn't start it sooner. A lot of years in my life, uh, could have had a lot more fun and enjoyed myself. Yeah, if you only knew, you'd be happy too. <laughs> I mean, I think at my age, you get to the point where you don't give a hoot what people think. They haven't kept you living. I've kept myself. Does that sound wrong? Does that sound selfish or anything? I don't know. I just lived so long, you you can't imagine, anybody who's younger can't imagine what it's like. It's just like, probably, maybe what people do when they do dope, it gives you a big shot. It's the best. She said do dope. <laughs> oh, people language. She said she don't give a hoot, y'all, a hoot. <laughs> she sound like she lets him do anything to her. Man. Yeah, I mean, absolutely anything to her. Yeah, because he's probably the one doing all the moving. Mm-hmm. I'm only 60, but I look much older. <laughs> Would you like me to take my teeth out and toss your salad, dear? <laughs> the ranch or the syrup or the jelly? Yes, and I, and I make my own from scratch, so you know yeah. it's pretty good. <laughs> oh, that's horrible. Who are you uh, to put limitations given- or put um, asterisks next to your mom or your grandma's happiness? If you can't be happy that they're happy, you're a bad person. Period. He's like, you can't be happy that I'm fucking your grandmama. Something's wrong with you. Right. <laughs> You're the asshole. Not me. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you know what, man? Good for these ladies. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm not hating. <laughs> you know, it's never too late to get the dick. Right. What I say? I said, I'm jealous. I'm like, damn, they're getting mm. more action than me. I, <sighs> Shit. I can't. That is wrong. If I found out my grandma was getting gang banged and she revealed Ooh. a tattoo of gang, what was it? That gang bang life? What is it with the gang? Gang, <laughs> gang, gang queen. bang queen. The gang bang queen. Gang bang yeah, I, I know. I wonder, <laughs> is it mandatory that he has oxygen mask around? Oh, man. You know, he'd probably be like, get your oxygen, girls. Tonight, it's on. Mm. Mm-hmm. Go and get your hub around. You're going to need your hub around after this. Oh, <laughs> I wonder what kind of music they play. Like old timey kind of. <laughs> it's like sexy. Right. Like a little bit of Elvis on. She's 91, so you know, you got to be talking about the 30s, the 40 music. You probably played like Nat King Cole and shit. I want some of that Nat King Cole, that Negro music tonight. Right. You know, you know, he probably coming in. Go ahead and cancel your sunrise in the morning, baby, because you won't be making it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that with us. Hey, man. <laughs> Look, you guys came on the show. <laughs> you know, this is what you want, okay? Oh, that's my jam. 
It's on tonight. Sexy, sexy. <laughs> Let me pull this girdle off. Yep. I'm going to wrap these gams around you. And My knee high's coming down right now. Going to paint the town red. <laughs> or dust it. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, yeah, this is uh, this is that music, dog. Yeah, girl, I'm about to take you down to the Charleston. Let's do it. You gonna shake a leg tonight? Um, shake, shake that bitch clean off. <laughs> Speaking of shaking a leg, uh, uh, one of the dancers for Nicki Minaj got bit by a snake. Oh, yeah. on her ass? Uh, got bit in the inside of her arm, her underarm. Oh, my, my anaconda don't. <laughs> Apparently, it does want some. <laughs> uh, six, a six foot long snake bit a dancer during Friday afternoon rehearsal. Six foot long. Mm-hmm. Nikki was on stage when the incident occurred, but was not injured when the snake bit the female dancer. Why was she that close to it? What do you mean? She had the snake on her, Karen. Oh, have you ever seen these performances? They had the snakes. They danced with the snakes on them and shit. Uh, the dancer was transported to the hospital out of an abundance of caution. The injury was not life threatening. Uh, a snake, uh, a Dumero's boa constrictor Ooh. named, named Rocky, who had been, been in the entertainment industry for 15 years. Mm, he was tired. Well, apparently Rocky. decided he had enough of the shit. Yeah, y'all don't bounce me around the last time. Bite. <laughs> he bit the woman on the inside of her left arm and was removed from the stage by his handle after the incident. At press time, the plan was to use a different snake, either another boa or a python. During the rehearsal, the woman had the snake draped around her shoulders and at some point was bitten by the non-venomous docile reptile known for wrapping tightly around his prey and squeezing. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's what you get. If he known for, like, wrapping around tightly, I don't want it around me. Well, it's, I, mean, I like that they call it docile until it's... Yeah, right, 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 right. I feel like once you say that, you're not docile after you bite me. The he music, probably get stopped. hugs. I don't know what right. the problem was this time. Right. He probably saw that ass and said, I'm not rapping around this. I'm biting this thing. <laughs> he normally hugs them until they die. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's how much he loves people. Hugs me to death. The music was stopped shortly after the dancer was bitten, and Mickey Minaj said, did she get bit by the snake? Oh, God. Oh. Nikki quickly moved across the stage to check on the dancer who was positioned toward the back of the set. To see if she was okay, according to Velvin, the snake's handler from Hollywood Animals, said it had never had a biting incident before, and though its bite is non-venomous, the medic cleaned and treated the wound because with any bite, there's a chance of infection. It is in no way life-threatening, but scary. We wanted her to start treatment as soon as possible. Wow, could you, could you imagine that snake was like, this is some bullshit music. Get me out of here, bite. Yeah, I hate this song. Right. Song is racist against snakes. <laughs> They're talking about my cousin. Uh huh. How come you ain't talking about boas? Mm-hmm. Right. Not anaconda. Why yeah, not mommy? Yeah, I'm not even an anaconda. You got me out here for this bullshit. Bullshit, right? right. <laughs> that was his protest. This is racist <laughs> <laughs> against all snakes. Touche. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just hope it crawled off and was like, "What's a man? What's a man?" <laughs> little gi joe joke for y'all um all right so um we have other news um there's a speaking of women out here fucking people 
Uh-oh. There's a porn star who is holding a fundraiser uh-huh. to get bigger breasts. Oh. Mm-hmm. Her name's Zoe Zebra. So they're not big enough? Well, Karen, if she wants to get, I mean, bigger breasts, they're not big enough to her. Oh, okay. Right? Um, so she's uh, going to film a sex marathon. Mm. Uh, she's from Quebec, Canada. Um, and uh, the company filming it will pay for her new boobs. Uh, all she has to do is uh, have sex with 25 people. That's it? Mm-hmm. Mm, that's the goal. Yeah. Shit, okay. Granny got that. Yeah. I know Granny got that beat flat. <laughs> Bullshit. She need to take tips. As long right. as I'm number one, I'm cool. <laughs> the event. <laughs> so nasty. The event will earn the 22-year-old adult performer enough money to cover implants from the doctor to her choice. Of, I mean, of her choice, has already been condemned as shameful by the mayor of Gatineau. We don't want young girls to have an obsession with certain body and shape that is not accessible in many cases. And the values driven by this event are contrary to all of that, said Mayor Maxime Panud Jobin. Who can't ban it. But that, but there's little the city can do to stop it. Right. The French slang for boobathon is called boobathon, by the way, uh, uh, because it is not co- co- qualified as prostitution under local law because no one is exchanging money for the opportunity. According to the Facebook page for the event, admission is $15, but the 25 guys who perform in the video won't pay anything to participate. Free masks and condoms are provided. Oh, wow. <laughs> Free mask. <laughs> yep. Definitely need a mask. In case you don't want us, nobody see who you are. Not objecting to the orgy. Zebra's mom, my mother is proud of me. She is happy that I'm doing what I love, said the porn oh. star, but not her mom, who they didn't get a quote from. Uh, wow. AD4X, the company sponsoring Zebra's new boobs, also tried earlier this year to help a porn star, Heidi Van Horny, organize a 23-year-old man, uh, orgy, a 23-man orgy for her 23rd birthday. Van Horny ended up canceling the event, though. Coward. Right. <laughs> she went down for the calls. Yep. Uh, well, you know what? Good for her, you know? Um, yeah, I hate So uh, positive. She's invited on Facebook 2.5 thousand people to the event. Uh, 289 are going. 76 people, my favorite, say maybe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, maybe I'll I do it. If my girlfriend lets me off. Uh, I'm, I just saw on here where I can invite people I know to the event. Oh, so no. I'm now inviting uh, people. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I just invited J.L. Covan and Josh Homer. I think what the hell is this? Uh, Mike, right. Mike Lawrence uh, just invited Mike Lawrence. Uh, maybe I'll invite Nina Perez. Yeah, uh, not, <laughs> not gonna invite my family. That's that's crazy. Oh yeah, that would be wrong. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> that's too far. Twenty-five man orgy for new boobs. Um, I think know. that's a fair price. Was it twenty-five thousand to get your boobs done? That's I, a thousand a man. Is that how much it is to get your boobs done? I don't this know. It's pretty expensive. expensive. It, but I just it's all expensive to me. Uh. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like I feel like that's a lot. Twenty five thousand. I think that's a lot, especially now where they you know they have like new techniques they use. Yeah, you know, yeah. To put them in there. So plus we know too many regular people that get them. What? You know, that think it's twenty five thousand. Yeah, it says here. Uh, well, this is Yahoo Answers, so take it with a grain of salt. But between thirty five hundred and seventy five hundred. So is that per boob? Median cost six thousand. Average six thousand six hundred thirty seven. No, yeah. not, no, it's like not. A set of rims. 
Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, because now it's cheap. Now they about plug in like a fixer flat and pump you. So I mean, why right. would they make it expensive? You know. That's true. Um. All right. And uh, of course, we have uh, we have uh, other news that we have to cover um, too. Like I said, Ferguson fucking with black people. Um, but also. <laughs> We have breaking news. Oh, shit. What done happened? Solange Gate Day 192. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Tina Knowles puts an end to the Beyonce and Jay-Z divorce rumors. Oh, shit. Finally. Oh, the rumors are finally squashed. Hey, let it go. They were interviewing her leaving the restaurant at TMZ. Oh, well, thank you. I got to ask you, you know, there's been a lot of back and forth in the media about Beyonce and Jay's relationship. And I wanted to give you an opportunity to sort of set the record you straight. You want to give me an opportunity to How set the record straight. Shut, shut, shut the haters wow. up. I love black women. <laughs> she hit him with the most uh, polite shake. How kind of you to give me the opportunity by bum rushing me walking outside of a restaurant. Right. I, you know, to squash I, the rumors about my daughter and her husband's divorce. I know, like, celebrities have got to ha- fucking hate TMZ. Like, they can't go any goddamn well. Mm-hmm. Talking about the trash can. They well, probably be in the trash can. We haters, and there's nothing we can do about that. So you're, everything's okay? Everything's perfect. Everything's perfect. Yeah. Do, does it upset you as a mother to see, you know, your, your child's name? You know, people just talking, making up rumors and everything? I just don't even read the bull, you know? At this point, it's yeah. like, why even bother? Yeah. Okay, so they're good. Everyone's happy? Yep. Okay. Hey, you know what? Thank you for that. You have a wonderful day, ma'am. All right? Take care. There you go. (laughs) She kept it pushing. The outspoken and eclectic actor and comedian. You don't stop. Did she give the thumbs up? Uh, no, she just walked off. She she gave that man nothing but the shade in the back of her ass. She was like, you can keep watching, but I'm out. Beyonce mama can get it. She never broke stride either. No. Oh, yes, you definitely could get uh, all of this gangbang, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> no problem. Oh, boy. <laughs> all right, uh, let's get into Ferguson with black people. Oh, God. <sighs> Jesus Christ. Oh, Did you, you going to make it? Well, it's just, it seemed like the, it's never ending. I mean, there's I have like 10 stories about Ferguson here. Uh, well, where's my music? Um... We're just Ferguson and them black people. We're just Ferguson and them blacks. We're just Ferguson. Ferguson and black people. Uh, that's right, guys. It's the game that has become fucking ridiculous with only, only in 14 days. It's Ferguson with black people is where black people continually get fucked with. By events that happen around the Ferguson uh, shooting. Up today, uh, everybody. Everybody's up today. Uh, there's all kinds of news. <laughs> Not everybody. Everybody's a contestant. Um, here's one. Um, apparently, GoFundMe, which is the uh, website for raising money, they had a GoFundMe campaign for Officer Darren Wilson. Uh, as of the writing at the time, 
It had crossed uh two hundred and fourteen thousand dollars raised. Ooh. Mm. Mm-hmm. Two hundred and fourteen thousand dollars raised. Um, but uh they disabled comments because many of the people um that were coming uh were leaving racist comments. I know they were. Mm-hmm. Of course. I'm sad to say that our beloved Anne Arundel County was one of the big donators. I saw that too. Wow. Local. The yeah, the police union. Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh yeah, um DMV shame. Yeah, I wonder what it's up to now. I don't even know why I'm looking cuz it only makes me mad to see, but I got to go I got to go see for myself. Uh Well, now this is saying it's at 116,000. What can't is, be are there more than one? Yeah, that can't be correct. Did they shut it down eventually? I don't know. I think they did. You might want to go. um, I think they shut it down and restarted it and was saying that the money technically is going to go to like a nonprofit who's going to take the money and give it to him. In regards to Officer Darren Wilson campaign, the donors uh, comments posted in violation of GoFundMe terms have been removed. Say GoFundMe. Um, I think at the time they didn't take down the page, but they did take down the um, comments. Pressure has been mounting on GoFundMe to because it's also against their rules to have racist shit on there. Right. Mm. Uh, but they were letting it slide for a while. The primary source of the trolling appears to be 4chan, whose uh, users were leaving comments in the name of Twitter users speaking out against the page, as well as people like Hitler and Elliot Roger. This massive and barely comprehensible collage of screenshots traces some of the trolling. Um... All of this said, it doesn't appear that GoFundMe has any plans to shut the page down entirely, despite numerous people on Twitter pointing out that Wilson Fund seems to violate the company's term of use. It says, D, items that promote hate, violence, racial intolerance, or the financial exploitation of a crime are not allowed on there. Um, and people are saying, hey, this, this seems like, what are those? You know what I mean? Like, pick one. Hate, violence, racial intolerance, or just a crime happening. Y'all are trying to m- make money off of it. It shouldn't be on here. But, uh, yeah. He falls under all of them. Yeah, he hasn't been charged with a crime. And by disabling and erasing the comments, they can argue that the hate, violence, and racial intolerance is not in there. But, uh, yeah, GoFundMe, apparently, uh, they do have a page for it. Um, like I said, uh, Support Officer Wilson by Shield Hope. GoFundMe. Mm. Uh, there's another one. Support Officer Wilson by Stand Up. Like, mm-hmm. there's more than one of these. Yes, it is. Wow. Oh, and this is the one that made two hundred thirty-four thousand. Right. And then there's another one that's gonna make a hundred sixteen thousand. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing because they're just making this all off of this idea that there has to be two sides to the killing of a young black kid. Right. Um, it's crazy. Uh, so that's a hundred for me. Um, I feel pretty fucked with. Uh, Karen, Karen, how about you? I was. Why are you even asking? It's okay. 100. All right. Uh, you guys, any of y'all that don't give it a hundred? All right. Well, we'll move on to the next one. Um, a Missouri editor, um, put up a cartoon that was uh, supposed to give a you know political cartoon about Ferguson. Mm-hmm. And in the cartoon is a bunch of brown colored, uh, cartoons holding up, uh, protest signs. Mm-hmm. And the protest signs say, burn Ferguson, steal to honor Michael. One of them's just a television. And the other one says, no 60 inch plasma TV, no peace. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I saw that one. That is like (laughs) spit in the face. And uh, of course, they say the sign was not meant to be racist. Oh. A Missouri Daily newspaper came under fire this week for publishing a cartoon about the unrest in Ferguson, Missouri, that critics call racist. The image published on Wednesday in the Columbia Daily Tribune was flagged by media reporter Jim Romanesco after considerable backlash over social media. The cartoon by Gary McCoy depicts blacks in Ferguson marching with protest signs displaying messages such as burn Ferguson, still to honor Michael, the no 60-inch plaza TV, no peace. The paper's manager editor, Jim Robertson, told Romanesco the cartoon was only criticizing the presence of looters amid the protest, uh, peaceful protests against the police killing an unarmed teenager, Michael Brown. Provocative, yes. Racist, certainly not in intent, he said. Uh, the, the, the Columbia Tribune said Thursday the cartoon never appeared in the newspaper's website, but it was posted everywhere, uh, other places such as townhall.com. Um, but yeah, um, but you want to know what? Yeah. They, they haven't even reported, um, that there are some peaceful, uh, protesters that are, um, trying to protect businesses. Right. They, they're trying to, you know, have them like, we got to be focused here. These are not the people that, that we got to issue with. You know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. I mean, of course they're not going to report that, but mm-hmm. it is happening. Yeah. I mean, they could have maybe drawn in those protesters too or, uh drawn in like a a massive rally of other people to show that this is a small percentage but um apparently they decided that uh that would be too difficult and it would be a lot easier to just make this picture these black people stealing you know and it's like you drew that picture and you know what you were doing when you drew it so it's just own that shit so yeah this is what i meant to do uh check out now uh, two white people showed up to the rally in Ferguson to support Darren Wilson. Oh. Mm. Oh, so they wanted to burn. Mm. <laughs> gotta be, gotta be two sides, man. <laughs> gotta be two sides. Can't just go to the protest and let them, let them protest. You know, somebody gotta show up and say, hey, Negroes, the mm. officer is a victim in this too. He was justified. Yep. Mm. So they held, uh, they hold, um, signs that said justice for police officer Wilson and vigorous prosecution date Jay Nicken, justices for everyone. Um, but yeah, they showed up. Uh, there was video of them, uh, basically being surrounded by the crowd. No one hit them or anything. The police actually got them out of there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, police actually did their job to protect some citizens. That's, oh. that's, didn't know Ferguson PD could do that. I wonder why the police got them out there. I wonder, yeah. I wonder um, why, yeah, they, they could. Why they didn't just gas them? They were being peaceful, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Personally, you know, honestly, what I would have loved is if those they would have let them stay. Uh, everybody would have been cool with them, you know, not try to hurt them or anything, and then uh, they could get gas like the rest of the people that were at, doing their civil rights. Right. You know, yeah. nobody right. gassing the pro Darren Wilson uh, rally. Nobody. Rolling out there and 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 shooting rubber bullets at people. All right, that's uh, crazy. Yeah. But nope. uh, some protesters tried linking the arms around the woman to prevent people from rushing her and taking pictures. Uh, the two Darren Wilson supporters were putting the police vehicle taken away. Some yeah, they was like, if yeah. y'all don't get the fuck up out of here, mm-hmm. basically. Mm-hmm. So the people that put their arms or linked their arms were those like black people or. 
or other uh, yeah black, yeah, people. black people that was like don't you know y'all ain't got y'all really ain't got no business here but i'm gonna do this for your own good even though you don't realize that you really have no fucking business here honestly mm-hmm. and they're trying to demonstrate that it, they're trying to be peaceful because they could have went the fuck off right that's what i'm saying yeah. they didn't show that exactly. but you know what that's what they would have wanted i don't mean no harm to just to just say see that you you can't pro you can't show the opposite side and i almost feel like they threw them out as the bait to see <laughs> right <laughs> right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That, that wouldn't surprise me you have too many people that are smart it was like you know what we're gonna stand here to be mm-hmm. sure that the people that are irrational and illogical thinking don't come over here and whoop your ass because you have no goddamn business at this protest mm-hmm. uh reddit has a board uh for ferguson r slash ferguson um is part of a network of white supremacist subreddits dubbed the chimpire oh lord okay the daily dot discovered uh r ferguson uh whose front page currently displays several items supporting darren wilson the ferguson police officer who shot and killed michael brown alongside other openly racist posts and contract contacted his founder who goes by the name of jewish neocon two he told the site what happened neocon one yeah wasn't original enough Mm-mm. he told the site that he registered r ferguson two days after brown was killed so that other non-racist persons couldn't grab it mm-hmm. last thing he wanted was these non-racists getting it mm. ferguson subreddit isn't very large 174 people subscribe at the time of this writing as opposed to the 12,000 and something that subscribed to r st louis a more established board several of his users posted straight non-racist view news items about the protest his intent, however, is clear. A sidebar urges users to visit Our Great Apes, a popular white supremacist board, also moderated by G- Jewish neocon too, and advertises itself as part of the so-called Chimpire, a community of dozens of virulently racist subreddits. Reddit historically takes a hands-off attitude towards this stuff. Our Trayvon Martin, a similarly racist sub- subreddit, which popped up after Martin was gunned down in 2012, was allowed to operate and as the Daily Dot uh, notes, our niggers, another board, was only shuttered after moderators repeatedly broke key site rules unrelated to hate speech. I've contacted the company to ask whether it intends to take uh, actions against R. Ferguson. So, nope. No, no, they don't. Uh, so. But they, we live in a post-racial world, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know what? That's about half of the articles. Um, I think I'll just leave Leave it at that for now, uh, but a hundred for everybody. Oh All yeah, a hundred, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah um, absolutely. Let's get to a more fun game, uh, although just as problematic. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's a little game we like to call Guess the Race. And it's time for some Guess the Race. That's right, it's Guess the Race time. Now that it's time for some Guess the Race. That's right, it's Guess the Race time. That's right, it's time for Guess the Race, the number one game show going across all of podcast land where we read or play news articles from all over the globe, and we ask our contestants today, the crew from the Indeed Show, to guess the race. And the chat room plays along, and they're racist. All right. <laughs> I know, I see LB in there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, uh, all right, here we go. That's... Uh, Let's see if you guys got your racism caps on. <laughs> Here's a story that happened in Florida. Of course. Oh, Florida. Of course, Florida, guys. 
why not it's a day that ends in a y isn't it oh lord let's see if i play this news story um uh, why is it in Volusia County, a man is under arrest, accused of using a weed whacker to punish a six-year-old boy who he says just didn't listen. Local 6's Lauren Korn is in Deltona with how this all unfolded. A Deltona man who's accused of using a weed whacker to punish a child is now facing charges. It happened here at this home on Tuesday night. Lucia County deputies say 25-year-old Montrell Brundage took a weed whacker to a six-year-old little boy, leaving lacerations on his ankle. Deputies say it was punishment for accidentally hitting another child. Brundage later told deputies that he made a bad mistake using a grass-cutting tool as a form of punishment. Brundage is now facing an aggravated child abuse charge. As for the little boy, he did not need medical attention. In Deltona, Lauren Corn, Local 6. All right, guys. Guess the race of Montreal Bundage, 25 years old. God damn it. <laughs> well, you know, initially I thought weed whacker. I was thinking, oh, that's Latino. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, but now, hmm, I'm going to have to go with black. All right. That's me. What about you, Drew? Judging the name, I'll, I'll say he's I, black. Right. Sure? Yeah. And what about you, Big yeah. B? I am going to say one that resembled Darth Vader. All right. Let's check the chat room. <laughs> Gashopper of the Galaxy says Leonard Brothers. Oh my. Black, no weed walker, no black, no peace black. Long care <laughs> equal ole, ole, ole. Watermelon <laughs> American. Oh, damn. <laughs> Uh, that's Raymond Jackson. Using anything they can get their hands on to whoop that ass. Black. Black. Man <laughs> with his son. Son did not listen to parent. Does own lawn and meth addicted Wilson supporter. Uh, Americoon. Mon- <laughs> Montreal. Black. This is a coon who couldn't find a switch. I'll give you something to cry about, Black. Phil Negro, the original founder of the Bushwhackers White, won't pay to eat free gun, free gun food, Black. Spare the weed whack and spoil the child blackity black. Oh, <laughs> Turbo Jigaboo. Too lazy to tend to them fields, but never lazy enough to whoop them chillings like good old master did. <laughs> Looted that weed whacker from the Ferguson Home Depot. Aww. Couldn't find a switch handy black and blacker than the smoke coming out of a tire fire. The correct answer is black. black. <laughs> Some people missed it. We whacked his own kid, man. On the ankles. I was expecting it to be on his ass. I thought it would have been, mm-hmm. you know, on his on his butt. Yeah, like a real whipping. Yeah, but they said his ankles. Yep. Well, so he used it like a weed whacker. It was probably his... too heavy. Cut him off at the roots, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Well, you never watch roots, and then next thing you know, you're living it. <laughs> Oh, Lord. Uh, here's another story. <clears throat> the daughter of a wealthy tech CEO who owns a mansion in Southampton will avoid jail after admitting to stealing $1,644 worth of clothes from Saks Fifth Avenue. Kate Meckler, who uh, is described as one of New York's top real estate broker- brokers, 
was arrested in April for grand larceny and criminal possession of stolen property after Sack security caught her pulling a top and a pair of jeans and a jacket from a rack and stuffing it in her handbag. By the way, a top, a pair of jeans, and a jacket is worth $1,644. That apparently is frowned upon. Uh, so she tried to put them back, um, but it didn't work. Um, so, uh, let's see, uh, according to her bio, she's a graduate of Riverdale Country School and received a BA from New York University. So, um, her, her father, Alan Meckler, is the CEO of MediaBistro.com and made his fortune as a tech pioneer at the helm of Meckler Media Corporation. Her grandfather, Herman Meckler, was an actor who had supporting roles in the movies hits Amadeus and Hair. Her parents owned a spectacular oceanfront mansion in Southampton that was used in the film As Good As It Gets. Um, so she won't see jail time, and uh, she'll just she'll, she'll be fine. She was let go, guys. So uh, I guess the race of... Mrs. What is her first name? Kate Meckler. I'm stealing just for fun because I can and I won't get caught. White. All right. Uh, what about you, uh, um, Andrew? Um, Anglo Saxon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, my man Big B. Stealing, got caught, and let go. Casper the friendly ghost. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Avoid jail. One in, the, one in tune with one's cheese aura. Oh. Winona Ryder getting ready for that Heather's reunion. Oh. I didn't know I couldn't do that. Why eat? Saks Fifth Avenue. Black people will be followed in that store. White. Mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Can't even keep your privilege out of the garbage. White. She found, <laughs> she found the clothes in the dumpster. <laughs> what? <laughs> She found her clothes and dumps behind the store, white. Kate, she bet she's at the finest post prime pierogi. Oh. <laughs> uh, uh, her one black friend to distract the mall security. <laughs> Still alive at the shoplifting charge must be white. She Ooh. wears white privilege. Uh, she wears white privilege so tight her veins are popping out of her pristine pink skin. Oh. Shoplifting is still alive. That's pure Colombian white. Had money still stole and she is avoiding jail. And this is the disproportionate sentencing power white. A precious snowflake that thought it was fine because she was going to a $50 trash dinner later. The sales sales associate was distracted because he was, he was following around a black kid. She's a porcelain princess. Whiter than the whitest tea party supporter. (laughs) Anglo Avenger says Leonard Brothers. Oh my. White black people aren't allowed in stores. Pale face. No jail time. She didn't get shot with naive white. What, what she didn't get shot white and field goal kicker white. The correct answer <laughs> is white. Yeah. What is that like? Shoplifting expensive shit. Right. Well, you know, you're going to get caught and you can afford it. Right. right. And you don't even care. Yeah. Like you're going to do some shit like that. You got to do it at the goodwill. That should sound like an after-school special. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, all right, here's another one, guys. A babysitter apparently got pissed off with some kids. Uh, she got really frustrated because you know how it is. You take care of other people's kids, and, you know, nothing's worse than other people's kids. <laughs> they didn't come out of you, and they got the nerve to have an attitude and opinions and shit. 
uh texas woman was so annoyed with two girls she babysat that she decided to set their bedrooms on fire oh god <gasps> martha dreyer is charged with arson setting the fire accused of setting the fire to two girls rooms while their father glenn williams was out of town with his daughters wait she was babysitting what now babysitter accused of some shocking behavior she's now under arrest down in texas authorities calling her an arsonist claiming that she set fire to the very home where she was employed apparently upset over the way she was being treated and abc's ryan owens has more Police say this babysitter got so annoyed with a preteen girl she'd been caring for, she set their bedrooms on fire. 57-year-old Martha Dreher is charged with arson this morning. Glenn Williams says she targeted his daughters. So it was definitely a vendetta against the, the two girls. The girls were out of town with their dad, so no one was hurt. Dreher worked for the family for a couple of months. She denies setting the fire, but tells investigators she was tired of dealing with the girls and wanted to quit. And she said that it was horrible, that the girls, um, my oldest, had been very disrespectful. Detectives say these surveillance cameras caught her driving up to the empty house in Austin, Texas, earlier this month, then leaving 20 minutes later, with flames visible from the girls' bedroom windows. Hours later, the girl's older brother came home. My son Adam came in uh, and said, Dad, I just went to the kitchen. Uh, a lot of smoke. Dreher has pleaded not guilty, and her attorney says she had no reason to lash out at those girls. The thing that we are going to be pushing for, in addition to obviously lie detector tests and everything else that we can do to prove her innocence, is evidence. Meanwhile, Glenn Williams is gutting his historic 90-year-old home. But repairing that is easy compared to explaining to his daughters that their babysitter is now an accused arsonist. For Good Morning America, Ryan Owens, ABC News, Los Angeles. Domestic situation going very, very wrong. And the one thing you always look from your caretaker, nanny, or babysitter, trustworthiness. Absolutely. All right, guys, guess the race. Damn, uh, that's a good one. Tonight, a new yeah. development. Mar Martha Dreyer is her name. Guess the race. Hmm. I'm going to have to go with Firestarter, Firestarter White. All right. Drew? I was thinking more Telemundo. <laughs> <laughs> so Drew's going Telemundo uh, and Big B. Treat your nanny right or get your burn in bed. She's white. All right. Had oh. <laughs> a round now. All okay. right. Uh, so we got a little separation amongst the crew. Let's see who's right here. <laughs> Austin, Texas, home of the fire starters and 10 mo teen mom strippers. Oh, wow. Well, that's not a race. Uh, Carrie. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> the hand that rocks the cradle and burns that motherfucker down, says Joe Spacey. Oh my! Lifetime movie sick of pyro paired in white. Teen. Teen's not a race. She was reenacting her, uh, grandfather's burned down Rosewood, daughter of the clan Grand Wizard. Oh. Adele fan who wished she really could set fire to the rain. Teenagers being babysat white. <laughs> <laughs> There are always two sides to it. Maybe the boxes of lube caught fire white. <laughs> Father spending time with his kids without a court order and can afford a real babysitter, white. Mm -hmm. Casey Anthony, white. <laughs> then white people didn't know, them white people didn't know what it meant when she started singing those left eye verses. They're all Oops. white, though. GMA story, 
period white one who would visit ferguson to play devil's advocate curdled milk on the losing side of the alamo white damn uh gang banging grandma who was trying to make (laughs) trying to take her freakiness to the next level white (laughs) uh left eye says black rob martha stewart don't tell Ma the babysitter is a white bitch. <laughs> Trusted with keys to these people's houses, white. Black woman would have owned it like Angela Bassett in Waiting <laughs> Next Hell. Uh, accidentally set the red room on fire while burning a cross in the backyard, in the black neighbor's lawn, white. Um, Mrs. Doubtfire, indeed, says Terrilyn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mrs. Doofire. Um, the correct answer is, is white. Woo-hoo! <laughs> And a couple people miss it, including Drew. <laughs> All right, let's go to the bonus round, guys. You can get back in it. Double the points and the race. Double the points and the race. That's right, it's the bonus round against the race so far. Uh, Neen and B are three for three, and Drew is two and one, but everything's worth double the points, so she can get right back in it, depending yes, on the can. answers. And the chat room's all over the place. Um, <laughs> uh, a man was charged with beating a puppy to death. Well, Savannah Stop man is accused of beating a puppy to death with a toy. Today, he confessed to killing the animal. WJCL's Nick Notorio was the only reporter there and heard the disturbing details. Police say the beating took place last month, but it wasn't until this week when Moore told them he killed the puppy. A warning first, however. Some of the details you're about to hear may not be easy to listen to. Dressed in a green jail uniform, 20-year-old Bryson Moore appeared before a Chatham County judge Wednesday. You see that remain quiet? The Savannah man faces an aggravated animal cruelty charge after officers say his girlfriend's puppy was beaten to death. I just can't imagine ever harming a dog and especially a puppy. They're so sweet and loving and innocent, and I don't know what type of person would do something like that. you got to wonder, what is the matter with people? How, how does our society breed people who have no moral compass at, at all? Metro officers say it happened last month on Abercorn Street. They say Moore beat the nine-month-old fox terrier. Officers say he took the dead dog to Forsyth Park Animal Hospital where the vet took note of Moore's behavior. The dog started to set him with rigor mortis. The vet wrote that Bryce started grabbing his leg and making him like he was running while he was <laughs> on the table. The dog was looked at, and officers say blunt force trauma was the cause of death. Officers say Moore confessed to the crime and described how he did it. He hit the dog three times on each side, at least three times on each side with his own dog toy. It's a pole, thread dog and he said he didn't want it to suffer because he started bleeding from his nose, so he gave it a hard headshot. Moore's mother sat teary-eyed in the courtroom. She declined to comment, but his attorney asked for a mental evaluation. As for why Moore might have done it, officers say he didn't give an answer. I don't think I'm bipolar. I just don't know what hit me. I just pounded him really hard. Bond was set at $10,000, and no new court date was set for Moore's next appearance. Reporting in the studio, Nick Notario, WJCL News, working for you. All right, guys. Guess the race. Whoa, that one's another hard one. Mm. Let's see. I'm going to go with Puppy Killer White. All right. 
Uh, what about you, Drew? I'm going to go with <laughs> Gator Jungle Fever Black. <laughs> <laughs> I smoked the dog, mama. Aww. Uh what about you, Big B? I'm gonna go with still has a worn out Atlanta Falcons Michael Vick jersey meth addict white. Alright. Uh let's go ahead and check the chat room because they don't have racist stuff to say. Um <laughs> they took the blame off of him and put it on society, white. Aww. New York Jets black backup QB. Oh, Mike Vick. This is a news story, White. Wiz Nye, the puppy provoked him black. He was on Walter White's Blue Meth, White. Oh. Future serial killer, uh, White. Skin like the Joker, the puppy was a DMX black dog. He was protecting the police officer, White. Uh, can't believe a white man killed a dog, but even Cujo had to be put down. They cried, though. He beat the puppies instead of fucking it, hook nose white Jew. Oh my Jesus Christ. Oh, wow. The white man the white man killing his underage lover. Ron Mexico oh. lost a dog fight, black. He oh. got back at his girlfriend for flirting with a spear chucker cobra lookalike white. <sighs> and anomaly an anomaly white man who doesn't love the puppies white. White cause all the white witnesses were so shocked. White. Uh uh, just for laughs, he named the puppy Mike Brown before beating it white. Oh, too soon, Joe. Too soon. And <laughs> white devil. The correct answer is white. <laughs> Couple people missed it. All right, that's it for these these games. These terrible, terrible games. <laughs> It's time to talk about something serious here, guys. Here at the Blackout Tips, we never leave the show without talking about these motherfuckers and these swords. Right. The rest of you going to do the sound effects? Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot we had sound effects for them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All it right. It always sounds like somebody's fighting in the kitchen. A <laughs> uh, 42-year-old male was rushed to the hospital in critical condition Thursday after being stabbed multiple times with a large sword. Oh. The incident occurred approximately at 3.30 p.m. at Henry Avenue after an argument between two males, police said. One of the males produced a large sword and proceeded to stab the victim. The suspect fled and emergency services were notified. Now, I got to ask, how do you get surprised stabbed with a large sword? Like if I'm if I'm arguing with you, how do you produce a large sword that I'm not aware of before you stab me? It could have been a ninja sword, a surprise ninja sword. You know, they sneak up on you. Oh, like ninja yeah. thingy. No, okay, okay. He flashed up. I don't know. Yeah, I, yeah. Was it a zombie toe? Like it don't really gotta be there. Mm-hmm. You can just call it out to it. Right. To me, Shikamaru. He's like, what happened? Oh shit! I I'm got stabbed. stabbed. Right. That's how that happened. <laughs> The victim was transported to the scene from the scene in critical condition, later upgraded to stable. Uh, approximately 10 p.m., they arrested Joshua Kennedy, 18, in the area. He was charged with assault with a deadly we- with a weapon and possession of a weapon and remained in the custody. Police say charges stem from his alleged involvement in the assault. So, um, here's another one. Uh, if you guys don't believe me that these motherfuckers are crazy, uh, a naked sword wielding man. Oh. Got caught in Atlanta Beach, Florida. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, Florida. Mm-hmm. Police are called to an apartment complex Saturday to handle a screaming naked man with a three to four foot sword. Oh, wait. I think we talked about this guy last week, right? Yeah. yeah. I don't yeah. remember his crazy ass. Yeah, because I think you said a film of him just mm-hmm. walking outside butt naked. Yeah. So let's talk about another one. Armed police went to Delancey Park after reports of a man brandishing what they described as a small sword. A 67-year-old man was arrested on suspicion of possessing an offensive weapon with his old ass. <laughs> he said, I'm the gangbang king and pulled out a sword. <laughs> he said, put that Astro Lube back. <laughs> the man was found in a nearby property. Armed response officers were deployed. It was around 1 p.m. on Thursday after a member of the public contacted the police. Officers arrived after the man had entered a property near the park. Two dog handlers helped secure the scene, and the officer spoke with the man who was stood by a window. The suspect came outside of his own, on his own accord and was arrested around 1.15 p.m. Police are keen to trace the man in a blue woolly hat who may be a potential witness. Um, so there you go. They got him off the streets. Good. Um, all right, guys. Um, <laughs> Make sure you guys check them out, man. Uh, the In Deep Show podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, you can find them on iTunes, Stitcher, um, and, uh, Podbean, um, on Twitter at In Deep Show B. And like I said, you can find everybody else's Twitter through him, um, as well. Um, thank y'all so much for being on. Yes, uh, thank you. B, Neen, and Drew. Thank no, you. Thank you guys. We had a fun. Yes. No problem, man. We had fun on y'all's show. I'm glad that we could uh, return the favor. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, make sure you guys also uh, go to our sponsors, uh, The Best of Ryan and Karen on iTunes. Mm-hmm. Um, and make sure you guys do stuff like uh, go to Adam and Eve and use code TBGWT. Uh, it helps the show out tremendously when you guys do that stuff. Keep some supporting us, sponsoring us. Uh, for years now, uh, which is really cool, man. I know other podcasts that couldn't couldn't pull it off, man. They uh, continue to be friends with us, so yes. Uh, thank y'all to everybody uh, out there, um, and uh, we'll be back tomorrow uh, at nine p.m. So until then, I love you. I love you too, baby. Mwah. <laughs>